Hey up everyone and welcome to episode 20 of Yorkshire Gamers, a Reap Big War Games podcast and welcome to 2022. This is the first podcast of the new year. I hope you had a fantastic new year celebration and uh, if you did one of those religious ceremonies uh, over the Christmas period, I hope you had a great time there too and got lots of presents and lots of new toys to play with, uh, hopefully all wargame relating. Before we go off to our interview with uh, Dom and Ken from the Plastic uh, Crack podcast, a um, little bit of housekeeping as we usually do. As I said at the uh, end of the last episode, New Year is a new publishing schedule, so keep a look out for episodes on the second Friday of every single month and also on the fifth Friday of those months that have five Fridays. Um, it is a tiny change to the schedule normally I did the second and fourth but it does make quite a big difference in terms of numbers it's seven less podcasts a year um, if obviously if I continue and, and I haven't got any uh, plans to stop doing them um, but it just takes a little bit of pressure off in terms of getting them um, organized recorded edited etc and uh, out out to everyone out there and uh, as you all know this isn't uh, a method of income for me uh, so it's very much done in my spare time so just uh, having that ease off um, on the accelerator pedal um, will give me a lot more time to stay enthused with these episodes and get them out there to you so I've uh, booked in the following guests for February and March and I'll let you know about, uh, well certainly the February one at the end of this show and then uh, I'll get people booked in as we go along and uh, due for another catch up episode, episode 23 and uh, hopefully another bruise in the vineyard during the summer so lots of variation coming up uh, during this year. Personally, I'm going for a little bit of a, a gaming slump at the moment. Uh, I think most of you who listen to these will be aware that it's the painting and collecting that's the big side of the hobby for me. Um, and I've just, I don't know, I've lost the mojo for gaming at the moment and I've not been down to the local Leeds club and we've not had a game here for various reasons. Um, just letting it slide, no, there's no... Uh, panic or rush about it um the painting mojo is absolutely on fire anybody who follows me on instagram or facebook um will have seen the uh, garibaldi and papal stuff that i've been doing recently that we've been cracking through so there's no lack of enthusiasm for the hobby it's just a lack of interest in gaming at the moment and it'll come back i've i've gone a, you know a couple of years in the past without gaming and um, always always stayed in interest with either the history or the figure side of it we'll see what happens um, something will perk my interest and I'm, uh, I'll get gaming again it'll happen fairly soon uh, the analog hobbies winter paint challenge is uh, up and running and a lot of people have got stuff in uh, the 20th of 21st of January is kind of the cut-off point for people to get entries in and I think about two-thirds three-quarters of the people have got entries in so far and uh, I'm ploughing nicely through my Battle of Mentana project. Um, I've got four units of Garibaldi done and a unit for the Papal State so we're cracking on quite nicely there. And 
We've had some great feedback to the last episode with me and Alex talking uh, rubbish, brews in the vineyard over Christmas, so that was really nice. And uh, I always encourage people, if you do like them or if you've got something to say about the podcast, then leave a message on any of the formats that you hear it, on uh, on Podbean, on YouTube, um, or on one of uh, my social media outlets. Um, it's nice to kind of get feedback from the episodes and um, generally it's very very positive and if there is a negative thing I'm quite happy to discuss that with people as well and if you want to contact me individually then uh, there's always the your Yorkshire gamer at gmail.com email to send me a message so that's enough of me rambling on and it's uh, time to go over to our guests so without further ado here's interview Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Yorkshire Gamers, the Eat Big War Games podcast, and this the first episode of 2022. And tonight I'm really pleased to have two guys on who have been part of my Monday Night Entertainment since uh, 2020, I think it was. And um, if you haven't been watching the Plastic Crack podcast, either live or on catch-up, get it in early, <laughs> then what have you been doing? First up, first up is a man after my own heart, a quick painter, a lover of the bigger unit, the wise man of crack and custodian of the older style of wargaming, a proponent of Yorkshire gamers rule for for wargames life, i.e. no weird shit. Although there are rumours that paparazzi have pictures of him painting a badger. (laughs) (laughs) but let's let's sweep that under the carpet for now if you want your boots on the table then this is your man welcome to yorkshire gamers podcast oh how are you doing mate what an intro that was ken absolutely sensational yeah i'm i'm really pleased to be here i've listened to this podcast for a while so it's uh very nice of you to ruin ruin it by having me on Fantastic. Thanks very much. And my second guest, not only has he the best first name in the world, he's also <laughs> able to bless you all. Relatively new to gaming, what he lacks in experience, he makes up for enthusi- enthusiasm. And to me, he's a total breath of fresh air in this hobby. He loves a new project and contrast paints, which could cause problems later on in this podcast. Last year, he set the world of the internet alight with his review on Epic Warlord. Some say global warming has been quickened from the heat generated by the conversation to that post. So let's see what trouble he can get us in it all tonight. All the way from miniature wargaming warriors, welcome Brother Ken. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's, uh, it, it is the best first name in the world, isn't it? It is, without a shadow of that. Tom, do you mind? This is like the rarest oh, time in the world. In when, the middle. <laughs> when, there's two, when there's two Kens and like we're the, we're the majority, yeah. it's, it's, it's I, I've the, got it's that vision of the Twilight Zone of two Kens coming at me from each angle. It's a bit scary. <laughs> well, um, both of you are well, well used to doing podcasts, um, but have you been a guest before? Um, Ken, have you been on? A- yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have been. I've, yeah, a couple of shows now. So I've done um, Minister Realms, yeah. um, which is out of the frying pan. Yeah. Um, they, they do like a Middleware strategy battle game podcast, and I've uh, also been on uh, Modeling for Advantages. Uh, oh, cool! Little, little live stream as well. Dom, yeah, I, I did Modeling for Advantage, but I, I'm not as popular as Ken, so that's that's as far as. I'm <laughs> 
It's probably because I'm not called Ken. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the best name in the world, mate. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please vote for your favourite member. <laughs> <laughs> So before, uh, before we settle down and we we ta- start talking rubbish about stuff, um, it's time to um, put you under a little bit of pressure, uh, and that's the four minute challenge. So rather than go on for three and a half hours um, about playing with toy toy soldiers, um, I'll give everyone four minutes to to introduce themselves. You can take longer, you can take shorter, no problems at all. Uh, Dom, do you want to go first, mate? Yeah, sort of talking about how I got into the hobby, you mean? Yeah, yeah, four four minutes to say little kid to where you are now. Oh, my goodness. It's too long. I'm I'm ancient, mate. That's no problems at all. I'll I'll press... He's got his his bus pass coming next year, so, you know. (laughs) I'll press the go button, mate, and then just give give us your best go. Okay. Ready? Okay, so... um, I mean, I I guess my interest in gaming um, goes back to as long as I can remember, being interested in um, in history and particularly military history, I was that that kid who was obsessed with you know playing with toy soldiers and um, in those days it used to be those sort of Britain models and the big airfix things and that sort of thing. And um, you know the extent of my gaming in those days was sort of lining them up on my parents' floor and lobbing marbles <laughs> and uh, Lego at it. But um, I used to at school. I used to play a bit of D and D back in the day, um, and loved all that sort of thing, um, and then sort of slowly crept into uh, more grown-up wargaming. So I, I discovered, I think, on one of my li- library forays, um, that if you remember the little red airfix oh, yes. Napoleonic book, yep. yeah, the Bruce Quarry's um, rules, and um, I discovered that and then bought loads of boxes over, over several months and years, boxes of... Uh, 172nd Napoleonics, and you could only get about three different things. You get French, yes, uh, that's the fellow. We had the, I had the Napoleonic version of that, um, and it was great. And we used, me and a mate used to play it, and um, I loved all that sort of thing. But I guess when I really became a proper gamer, I guess or really got completely hooked and realised how serious it all was. I went to went to a new school, and I bumped into. Uh, got friends with a, a chap called Ian whose dad was a serious gamer and um, I mean serious because I went around to his house one day and he had his entire um, 15 mil Napoleonic army spread all over his dinner table and it was he had every single regiment in the Confederation Federation of the Rhine mm. I mean literally I can't even remember what the scale was but what um the scale of figure was, but he had literally every battalion, every every squadron, every gun modelled in 15 mil. And I just went, and it was just that, that sort of starry moment went, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. And and I started gaming. Uh, I started just pestering my, you know, I was still young. My family weren't particularly wealthy. We didn't have a huge amount of money. I didn't have any money, but I'd sort of, loiter around um, any of the model shops trying to find you know seeing take keeping an eye on it and it, you you probably remember ken um in those days you know you, you didn't have the luxury of all these different figures figures are expensive mm. and when you wanted to get a figure you had to send off a postal order off to um uh off to a, uh, off to minifigs or somebody and they'd send you this this about a week later two weeks later you get this sort of full scap thing come back with if you were really lucky a free sample and and that was that was my thing, and I, I loved all that sort of stuff, and um, started 
sort of slowly building up, went to a club, Heston Wargaming Club, with um, with my mate Ian, um, and sort of got really into it. But I guess, like everybody else I speak to, this sort of you go through that phase when um, when you get a bit older, and um, you know, girls and pubs and all that kind of stuff gets in the way. And and I was the same. I went to university. I stopped gaming. Um, played a lot of board games, Risk, and um, I was really into Third Reich, the Avalon Hill game. I really loved that as a game, and various other board games, and loved all that kind of stuff. And sort of then, many years later, came back to it um, through a number of friends and, and got seriously into it then, had a little bit of money to spend, went off and um, uh, did some competition gaming, um, and um, slowly but surely built it back up again. And then had another break because of kids and family and what have you. I'm running out of time, aren't I? Yep. And uh, <laughs> he can just waffle. Trust I can me, he can waffle, waffle forever. Oh, God. Uh, and then I started back at it again. Um, and that's when it's really got out of hand. Hence why I'm sitting in my uh, bunker here with uh, millions and millions of figures and uh, the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. No, shut it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I like that. It's, some people just go too quick. Uh, and then most, and then other people like yourself, Dom, you think you've got loads of time. And then it's like, oh, shit, I've got 30 seconds and I'm on 19. I know you have to pedal, pedal faster there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's all right, no. Ken only, Ken's only been doing it for five minutes, so he can yeah. take, I can use some of his time. No <laughs> So uh, we'll chat about lots of that um, going forward through through the rest of the show. Sure. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll move over to you now, Ken, and uh, your four minutes start now. All right, yeah, so cool. For, so for me, um, in introduction into Wargaming, if I really think about it, actually, would have been the old, uh, you know, the plastic army men you can get, the uh, green and the tan stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I was well, probably about, I reckon about eight, we had a really long front room, 1970s house, you know, massive lounge, one end of the house to the other. And um, we would set up uh, the armies one end and the other end, and we have like the little missile, and you just chuck them. Oh. And this was me and my younger brother. So he was six. And obviously, you know, six and eight, that sort of age with missiles, you're running around, jumping and all that. And they start heading towards eyes and things like that. Means <laughs> <laughs> get a little bit pink. But I guess that's technically like my first foray into, like, I would say, wargaming. Um, then again, when I was probably about, uh, I reckon about 10, 11, my mum bought home from a charity shop. So this is when it first came out. The original uh, Warhammer Epic you know, the six mil stuff. Yeah. Um, she bought that home. She bought home first edition Blood Bowl, uh, second edition 40K box that she paid like three quid for or something in a charity shop that someone wow. just donated. Wow. <laughs> now, I didn't know what all this was. And, you know, there was metal figures, plastic. And I remember trying to just paint on with no thinning down yeah. at the age of 10 like you do. Um, didn't have a clue what the rules were. Just liked the look of it all. And, um, yeah, that ended up going growing out of it when i got a bit older um then i started playing video games and um but there was always a bug that set a bug in my head to want to play tabletop wargaming it was always there and i just never had anyone to play it play it until i was about i reckon about 16 and my cousin he um he collected the lord of the rings uh, middle earth strategy oh, battle yeah, game yeah. stuff when it first came out and I remember going around his house um, and he had it all out and um, we, we would play and he would try and teach me how to play um, a middle earth strategy battle game at first. And uh, again, it was a massive break. And then one day I'm sitting at work 
and um, I, I call him Gumbo Liam. He, he was the other <laughs> original member of the uh, Miniature yeah. Wargaming Warriors, and he just disappears. I don't know where you've gone, Liam, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I was just, he saw, he's, it's like one of their moments. I'm, I'm, I'm a slight five minutes on my laptop at work having a look at the Warhammer website, thinking about what is this. And he goes, oh, you're into uh, Warhammer, are you? I was like, no, but <laughs> talk to me. And he and he foolishly said to me, oh, I'll give you a game sometime. So I said, all right then, when? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up going around his house, playing a game of 40k and fell in love with it. And uh, yeah, I ended up buying stupid amounts of plastic, as I always do. Yep. Uh, spent like, I've got to be quiet because Laura can hear me, like 500 quid on uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, plastic miniatures that ended up getting sold. <laughs> <laughs> as I always do. Um, so, yeah, ended up spending a fortune on that. And then uh, we decided to get into bolt action. So playing historical wargaming and um, got an army for 90 quid. What a bargain. And this was the, the day before we knew about third-party retailers. Yeah. So it was direct from Warlord. And, um, yeah, was fell in love with it. And then met this gumbo, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> replace one gumbo with another, right? Yeah, replace one with another. Decided to uh, get talking, and uh, yeah, we started. Uh, we we were the founding members of the uh, Plastic Crap podcast, oh. and um, yeah, it was a it was a really really good experience, and it still is. We love doing it now. Oh, look at that time! Man. I'm I'm nearly coming to the end. I've nearly timed it just right. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much me. We, I've just hit three thousand subs on my channel, yeah. which I'm really happy about. I'd, I'd never thought I'd get that many. I thought three hundred would be enough, yeah. but. But yeah, that's uh, me with my uh, tabletop wargaming history. Oh, superb. Time, just getting to the end now. Always like to listen to the end if you're this close. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) And... (laughs) 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 You won't be old enough to remember the Sweeney, will you, Ken? Uh, I can remember my dad talking about it when I was growing up. Oh, it's on TV. I gather it was, I, I, I watched um I watched the newer version that came out on the BBC about what was it ten years ago yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that, but I, I think it was, was it the eighties or the seventies? Seventies, late seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 usually around on UK Gold or one of those old channels. It's well worth a watch. Uh, it's yeah. well worth. You wouldn't get away with anything that they do no. on it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they even show some of the episodes. Uh, to be fair, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely brilliant. well. Thanks very much for that, and um, no it, very interesting there. Um, obviously, Ken very different journey into the hobby than than myself and Dom, who it, were very. It, it similar. took a long time. Yeah. it took a long yeah. time. But most to, uh, most to finally people, get there. Most people seem to get into it these days, don't they? Via Games Workshop. Um, yeah. rather than the, the airfix generation, as I suppose me and Dom are from. Yeah, yeah, I skipped all that out. I did end up buying some airfix from Hobbycraft back in the day. Yeah. And um, I, I put it all at the end of my bed. It was like that D-Day Battlefield set oh, where you got like, awesome. the guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I got, I, yeah, I had that. And then I, I looked at it and I thought, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to paint it? And then my mum goes, 
you need the money, take it back. <laughs> so, so, so I took it when you could take stuff back in the day. So I took it back to Hobbycraft. And uh, uh, yeah, so that was kind of my first forte, I guess. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. You've never stopped taking things back in your... No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a recycler. I, I am an eco... Um, eco war game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first ever recycling war game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one thing that I'm absolutely shite at, um, I have to say. Um, so yeah, my I'm I'm sat in a room with thousands and thousands of figures that I've never sold. But there we go, that's just me. I'm um, the same, mate. I can't <laughs> I can't part with them. They're my little babies. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a wrench to get rid of anything. <laughs> Dom's Dom's room is like a shop. It's great. Yeah, I, th- I think looking at uh, the room behind uh, Dom, I think it's fairly similar to mine. Um, you can see all the stuff. You can see all the stuff. It's like the Aladdin's cave. Yeah, you can it's see all so the stuff <laughs> piled up behind me. I mean, I've got. I'll just uh, put the camera around onto the table at the moment. Oh yeah, there's figures oh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, um, so we're going to talk about the podcast later on the show, but the first part of the program is always uh, about my guest and and what they do and their and their gaming. Um, so. Um, Ken, what's your? I think you're moving house at the moment, aren't you? So I, I am. Yeah. It's, I had some great news about that just a minute ago. <laughs> to be fair, literally about five minutes before, I'm there typing emails like, "This is good news." Yeah, yeah, I should be moving within the next couple of weeks. Oh, um, nice. Which is Congrats. which is now finally finally getting sorted. Um, I've been moving for the next couple of weeks for about a year now. Yeah. Um, is it, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm moving house at the moment, so um, it's I'm finally getting like a. Big, well, I've got technically half a wargaming room at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say, um, what's your wargaming space going to be? Yeah, it, it's probably about, yeah, yeah, well, it's going to be the loft. So it's uh, it's probably going to be about 20 foot by 30 foot. So I'm quite oh, happy. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. But, but it, might, it might have a train set running around it. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I've heard about this train, so I'm not I'm not sure whether it's uh, the right deviant. place. He's, he's a deviant, Ken. That's what yeah, I'm so, saying. I know, a bit of both, aren't I? But yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh, brilliant! Uh, and Dom, you've um, you've entered the the modern world of the the man shed. Uh, yes. Which a number of it's my previous guests. It is. It looks. It looks huge. Have you got one of them wide-angle cameras? Because I, I can't see I, the back of it. It, it. it goes forever, mate. It goes for. It, it's, it's twenty-four by fourteen feet. Wow. Um, so it's pretty big. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those absolute luxuries that only you know you get when you're sort of very lucky or you've um, <laughs> or worked bloody hard through your life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's one of those things. It's. Um, I, I've never, or Ken will know this. I, you know, I, I've never had um, a sort of my dedicated space for a mm. while. I, um, you know, in 30, or garage, 30 yeah. 40 years, I've been mm. gaming. Yeah, it, I, I used to use the garage. That was when we moved to this house. We had a massive, great garage, and I said, right, that's my gaming room. And mm. my wife said, yeah, absolutely fantastic. But slowly over the years, and particularly times when I didn't use it, it got sort of filled up with other yeah. stuff, and um, so I had to fight for any corner in it, and so. Then she, then she said, oh, you know, why don't you build something in the garden? I went, really? <laughs> as, soon as, those really? Words, as soon as those words come out, Dom was like, right. Yeah. I said, I need can you sign this now, now please? I need <laughs> to act on this immediately. Put the order in. Yeah, I, I put an order in. Right, yeah, it's done. Yeah, literally, is the moment the words were out of her mouth, um, we were down the down the place and, and signed a contract. And, and yeah, so we had this built during the summer, and it's, um, it's just amazing. It's just fantastic just to have a, a space which I can bring all my toys into. Yeah. It's got, I work in here as well, which is dangerous because that distracts me. <laughs> um, 
and I've got a eight by six table behind me. Yeah. Um, I think there's, and, there's room um, for an extension there. Dom definitely. Oh, there's room for yeah. more. There, there, yeah. there could be more. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it, 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 it's absolutely sensational. So I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I know I am. Um, yeah. And it's it's brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Have yeah. the space. I sit, sit in here each day and I go, Apart from that, it's blinking cold at times because um, it doesn't matter the heating. <laughs> I, I look around and I go, "Wow, <laughs> we've a, I? It, It's like we're we're both members of two clubs now. It's, yeah, uh, you know. yeah, we, we've got to. Well, it's down at our club, isn't it, Dom? Yeah. Our clubs. <laughs> oh, so Ken came along to uh, Ken has uh, wheedles into my my club, Farnborough uh, yeah. Wargame Society. Yeah, and, and they put the subs up just this year, and he went, "Oh, that's a bit steep. We can just all come round here, can't we?" So he's starting to introduce himself <laughs> into my club. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean yeah. these um, VK von Ketteringham, who you both know from his war game yeah. channel he's he's had a his own war game shed built this year um yeah. and then my friends at legendary war games who run war games holidays they've got a massive you can't call it a shed it's more of an aircraft hangar um <laughs> that, that they've had built um over the last couple of years so it's definitely the uh the thing to do and it, if you've got the space and the, yeah. and the room for it it's fantastic and it just adds value. Yeah, it just adds oh, value. exactly. And it makes a big difference to the way that you game. I mean, we've, uh, as you just seen, we've got the permanent table here at my house, and mm. five or six guys come around here on a regular basis. And if you want to carry on on a game, you don't, you're not got that pressure that you have at a war games club to, you know, pack up and go for exactly. eleven o'clock. You can yeah. you can talk about rubbish and football and trains and everything, um, and. Um, <laughs> And just carry on the following week. Have you got plans for anything like that, Dom? Are you looking to? Uh... Yeah, so um, I, I definitely have, mate. And it's, um, I think it's one of the attractions. Actually, is, like you say, you can sort of have people. A couple of people have been around already. Came came round yeah. um, last week and had a game. And a couple of other mates have been round. And it's just that ability just to leave leave the thing up. I think that's that's yeah. what I to be honest, I know you'll get into this in a minute, but I've always had a hankering after doing big games. Yeah. And to do bigger games on a reasonably large table and be able because it's the time limit, isn't it? It is, yeah. Club night you get a couple of hours to play to by the time you've had a good old chin wag with people and yeah. chewed the fat, you kind of end up not doing many turns, so you end up packing it all away. So the idea I can just leave it up and people yeah. can come round and play. Fantastic. So yeah, yeah definitely makes, definitely makes a huge difference. So where about where else did you say you were? Near Farnborough? Is that your, your local club? Yeah, well, I live sort of Ascot, Camberley Way yeah. um, in Surrey, um, and um, Farnborough's. I don't know why I started going to Farnborough. Um, Farnborough's about half an hour away from me, mm. um, which is where the club I joined. Oh, I know what it was. It was just a convenient night that they yeah. met. <laughs> That's why I went there. And Ken, are you are you much further away? How far? Whereabouts? I'm I'm um, I'm te- I'm between Southampton and Winchester, um, so I'm not too far. Mm. Um, I'm I'm forty minutes from Farnborough, um, so just a little bit longer than Dom. Yeah. Um, so it just makes sense. We're, again, we're very lucky. We live very close to each other. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's not a far drive for me to go up there on a Friday. Yeah. Is it, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. I don't, I, when I he to... knocks on my door in the, in, in, and says, hello, got a chance for a game. That's the one that gets me really worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, seem to rem- I seem to remember, Ken, didn't you blag a car from somewhere to go? Yes. Yeah. So, so when I so when I went and um, yeah, this is it. This is uh, quite funny. Everyone for it. So everyone just started laughing. Martin absolutely. So Martin Seven Son, um, he's another member of yeah. our um, Plastic Crap podcast, and um, he lives up in Cambridge. So it's a fair old drive, yeah. and um, it's like three out three and a half hours away. And my uh, my missus needed the car um, at the weekend, so I couldn't use it. So there's no other way for me to get there, really. Uh, especially if I'm taking all my minis. So I had the ingenious idea of thinking, why don't I test drive a car? Because <laughs> <laughs> I looked at car hire and thought, 140 quid for two days, and the inner Yorkshireman in me came yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> well I was like, no, <laughs> no. I was like, no, I'm not paying that. I was like, okay, okay. yeah. So I thought, why don't I just test drive a car for two days? Yeah. And um, yeah, I did. And uh, the insurance was included. Awesome. All I had to do was I had to just put a bit of fuel in it. So excellent. Top, what a top tip! There. He is the blagger in chief. <laughs> oh, I've had so I've many good. I have a fond thing with IKEA, as people may know. Yeah. Um, I'm rather an IKEA fanboy, <laughs> and um, so I was looking on. We obviously we're moving, and um, I'm looking for this Pax um, like customizable wardrobe system. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I see one come on Facebook Marketplace, and it was free. And I was like, okay, what's wrong with it sort of thing? I messaged him. It's been on there for like 10 minutes. And he said, no, I just want it gone because I'm emptying the storage thing. Yeah. I went, fine, I'll be there Saturday, which was my birthday. Yeah. I even got up on my birthday to go there. Picked it up, took it around my mum's house, all in perfect order. And we worked out how much it cost, and it's 695 quid brand new. Wow. <laughs> I, I think he's got Yorkshire blood. I'm sure he. Is. I, 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 I just, I, I, I must because I love a bargain. It's a blagging bargain hunter. Jeez. Superb. So the Farnborough Club then, um, whereabouts is that? Uh, what night do they meet, etc.? They meet on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, um, so I think they used to meet at weekends, but. Um, so we meet in Church Hall, just outside the city centre or town centre in Farnborough. Mm. Um, it's, it's quite easy to get to, long, isn't it? Long, long time. Yeah, it, it's it's a good little it's a good little club. It's um, I guess I'm not sure how many about sixty members, something oh, like that in total. Think, but I think, I think yeah. probably about on a on an average night you get about twenty to thirty come along yeah. most weeks. Mm. Um, yeah. Lots of games going. So. You know, they're a good bunch of people. It's all pretty much all historical. There's a, the old fantasy thing creeps in. Um, Ken brought the tone down by bringing some epic along one week. Oh, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, a good friendly bunch, a really good group. I mean, there must yeah. be there must be places closer. Is it is it the people that are there that bring you to it, or what's the, well, what's the draw? Say, I think pr- primarily it was, if I'm honest, I was just looking at clubs and thinking – there's a few around here. In fact, many years ago, I started one myself yeah. um, back where I used to live. Um, but the problem was it wasn't the right night. Um, a lot of them are board game centric, which I like a board game, but it wasn't what I wanted. Um, and um, it, it was just because Farnborough is pretty much uh, exclusively historical. Mm. Um, and, and you know what it's like when you go down the club and you start meeting people and you get to know people, you get your little sort of group of people you like to play with. So I've got some really good mates down there and we, we have a good old laugh. Mm. 
Yeah, um, I have noticed that. I've noticed that quite a bit. Everyone's everyone knows each other and everyone's really friendly with each yeah. other. But you you tend to have your own little group down there, mm. don't you? You are, yeah. you are right. And it, but anyone will play with anyone. It's like I wandered over to the Chain of Command game. They dragged me into that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't play bolt action anymore because of somebody. Um, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's nice. There's little groups. It, they're not cliques exactly, but there are definitely no. groups of people who tend to they play. play certain games don't they they play play certain types of games yeah and people fluctuate around those groups so it's kind of nice because you know you can have a bit variety or you know say like somebody wants to have a game of chain of command someone will say oh yeah i haven't played that for a few years and they'll you know yeah, so it's a nice yeah, kind, nice out. kind of dynamic, mm. I have to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're pretty similar up here at Leeds as well. We've got groups. The group that game here tend to game together at the at the Leeds club as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember years and years we were, uh, and you'll probably remember this, Dom. We we had a we had a group of ancient players who would only play ancient WRG six or whatever it was at the time. Whatever the latest one was. Yeah, and they wouldn't play anything else. And and they all had beards and smoke pipes and it was all all very, very, very serious. (laughs) I don't don't think we can actually nail down a rule set, can we, what we play? We don't actually play the same rule set week to week, do we? I think that's part of the problem, Ken, isn't it? I mean, literally, you know, we we play it for a couple of weeks and and then then we'll change. Move on to the next thing. And just just in time, if we start to pick up the rules, we then go and do something else and learn a new set of rules and then we'll Uh, go back. Introduce, yeah. Then we, yeah. But then what we'll do is we'll be playing the new set of rules. So you might go from sharp to muskets and tomahawks, yeah. And then we'll start be bringing sharp rules into musket and tomahawks. Yeah, thinking, oh yeah, you got to. <laughs> but you know, as long as we're all doing the same kind of stupid, it's mistakes, all fun. And it's yeah. all fine, and that's yeah. uh, having a laugh is all that matters, and, and we do have a laugh. I have to say. So, uh, if you had to pick a favourite period or scale, Dom, what would your um, what would your Go to be oh now that's interesting. So I mean, I, Napoleonics were definitely what got me into the hobby, as I said mm. before. So I think that I always have a passion for Napoleonics, but I do also love ancient, particularly the Alexandrian um, and Alan Alexandrian successor period. Mm. Yeah, um, that particularly, but it has to be twenty eight mil. Uh, twenty eight yeah. mil is I've got lots of fifteen mils, but twenty eight is the one for me. I absolutely love playing games in. So, yeah. The, yeah, there is no, there is no better sight than a massive pike block in twenty-eight mil, uh, smashing its, smashing its way across the table, <laughs> backed up with a couple of elephants. I mean, just what yeah. more is there for a gaming experience for me? But yeah, absolutely. Exactly. We we came close once. We had a World War One game where we had a um, a unit of Gurkhas. Um, close assault in a trench jumping off a gunboat at the same time and that was the closest that we ever got to uh, (laughs) the elephant phalanx combination (laughs) oh that is cool um so ken what's your what's your go-to oh it's hard it's very hard is it i'll probably have to go 28 mil napoleonics again yeah um but that's very closely followed by uh 50 well 12 and a half mil Napoleonics from uh, Warlord. Um, <laughs> very, very, is it well, 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 is it 12 and a half or is it 15 or is it 10? I can't remember now, but it's it's somewhere around that. But um, what, I set the internet on fire. I was going to say, uh, now, it's that, epic, mate. Now, now you've brought it up, Ken. I'll, you, we better tell <laughs> everyone what happened. Yeah, so I, I was very, very fortunate 
I, I I reached out to um, Warlord Games and I just said to him, I asked, I said, because I've I've um, not reviewed, I actually hadn't re- reviewed any of their products, I don't think, at that point. And I just said, is there any chance you could send me some of the Epic sprues if you've got any lying about so I could review them yeah. and have a look? And and they, and they said, yeah, we'll send you some. Um, and it was myself and Stuart from Miniature Realms. He he was he was going to do British and I was going to do French. Um, and they sent us a set out, and we were really lucky to get them. And we got them in, and we did a review on them. And I really liked them. Yeah. Really, really liked them. Um, I thought this is you know a good little gateway into people being able to have a battle in a box um, and get an army out. And uh, yeah, it kind of exploded from that <laughs> point because. <laughs> I've, I put a link up on a certain Facebook group yep. to do with Napoleonics, and um, I think 200 and something comments later wow. about the scale. Wow. Um, being told that I was uh, many, many of things. What was the, the word that Martin used that I kept getting called? You, uh, oh, uh, was that the fanboy one, the warlord's fanboy? Uh, yeah, the, the warlord fanboy was. Yeah, oh, I'm a warlord. I can assure you, I'm not a warlord fanboy. <laughs> it's not. Um, no, I'm. I'm definitely not a warlord fanboy. But there was something else I, I've forgotten. But a shield, that was it. Shield, wasn't it? I was, oh, I was called right. a shield. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I can't get called a shield. But we had this argument. Someone was telling me that they can't be like used with 15 mil figures, mm. and I was like. Mm. Yeah, they can. They look absolutely fine. I've got, you know, I've looked looked at 15 I did a video of it showing them. And Dom did a video. (laughs) But then (laughs) the same person then argued with me that Blue Moon, that are 18 mil figures, by the way, are absolutely fine with 15 mil. And I thought, hang on a minute, 15, 16, 17. I thought, that's like three mil difference. Mm. And my figures are like three mil difference. So what's the difference? And this person just could not work that out. And I was like... (laughs) I was like, they, they go, they go. It's fine. Yes, you couldn't use the blue moon with them because yes, that would look a bit strange. Yeah. But if you wanted to use an actual fifteen mil figure, I, I didn't see the problem with it. Yeah. yeah. But, but it kind of destroyed that forum thread, and I got messaged by one of the admins and said, um, "As much as we don't mind you putting whatever you like up, it's absolutely fine. We encourage it." Yeah. Try not, try not, try not to bring that up again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't talk about Epic again. Yeah. <laughs> that that forum that the. Facebook page is uh, notorious for it. It really is. I, but I, I must end. admit, I might have been a bit uh, thingy knowing that was going to probably happen. You, you, but, you were stirring, uh, as only you can, Ken. <laughs> I was, I was riling the internet up. Yeah, you, yes. uh, you went out and you went bear baiting with them, definitely. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> only because Martin told me not to. Yeah, I, did, I, did, I, did, I have to say, I quite enjoyed the way that you took it and the way that you dealt with it. Because um, I, I think, um, I mean, I don't know about you guys with the podcast but um certainly i will get every now and again somebody who latches on and uh, just tries to hate in every way possible. oh yeah yeah uh, you get it in every uh, walk of life and it's um by dealing with it i i think it's fantastic because i i actually get it and use it as material for the next podcast yeah. i've said but i think very much the way that you guys do with plastic crack is that it's there for a laugh and a joke and to make have people have fun with it that's what this podcast uh, has always been about and some people just can't understand the concept of having a laugh it's not serious we don't we we are not a serious podcast (laughs) we are four friends that like to have a chat on a monday night and just if you're you're there for the ride you're there for the honest banter that's what it's all about we we always said that you know if if nobody actually listened to what we did we'd probably still be sitting there (laughs) four mates yeah Yeah. it's just like being down the pub having it's like a married couple we're like married couple (laughs) that's just what we are bear in mind 
before lockdown, none of us had even met. Yeah. It wasn't until no. last year yeah. we even met for the first no. time. So we, we have that relationship where it's just a whole, you know, four of us talking rubbish about wargaming for two hours and people come along for the ride. And if they take it too seriously, then they're really in the wrong place. Yeah, I Because um, yeah. <laughs> we're not taking it seriously. <laughs> did, uh, did Warlords say anything about the controversy? Or they, were they just, nope. they were just happy they, they, with they, the... They, uh, they, no, they were absolutely say. fine. They... Oh yeah, they loved it. I think they loved it because they. I, I was speaking to to one of the guys at Warlord, yeah, um, and like um, they didn't even mention it. They were like, "Do you want? Do you want some more?" And I was like, "Well, I haven't got really got time at the moment because we're, you know, I'm moving, so I haven't got time to paint some stuff." Um, but at the end of the day, I did. I did. Um, I, I think it, I've done a couple of painting tutorials for them. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole point. Is it's like the content for my channel is is there just to help people. Yeah. That's all it is. And if people don't like it, they don't have you know, they don't have to follow my paint guide if they don't want it. They can do their own. That's what I don't understand. It's this intolerance there is generally about things in life, particularly things in social media. Mm. It's like if you don't mm. like it, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't watch something well, else. It's not even, don't, it's not even don't watch it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Fair yeah. enough. Don't yeah. don't subscribe to my channel, don't watch my videos yeah. again. It's not a problem. So as as the has it come out yet as the the box sets and everything come out from Warlord. They are coming out. They they are getting shipped out this week. Yeah, I saw, I saw so. a picture somewhere of somebody grinning with this massive pallets full of huge. Yeah, sets. there's there, there there's a lot. Um, there that yeah yes. Um, it, it, <laughs> on, on, honestly, honest honestly, I think it's a really. If you've never done Napoleonics, is I think it's a really nice way to get into it. Personally, I do too. If I didn't have thousands of fifteen mil ones, I would probably have bought into it myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. in the same boat as you, Dom. I've got, I think, seven and a half, eight thousand fifteen mil. It's just not going to happen. I'm not, no. I'm not gonna... But they're not made. They're, they're not. They're not there. I don't think they're there for people like yourselves. No, they no, have got massive fifteen mil. No. They're there to get people that are in the mm. smaller scales uh, hooked into it. But people, people give me that same argument of there's been metals around for years, mm. right? And I'm quite controversial. I don't really like metals yeah. very much. Yeah. I like I like plastic mm. because it's there and it's uniform and that's what I like and the, the you know the the gamer that comes from Games Workshop mm. they like plastic yeah. they like using plastic because that's all they use now mm. is plastic and they use that well, that horrible fine cast resin that they're getting rid oh god yeah um, yeah <laughs> but um, <laughs> nobody likes but, that but they use the plastic and it's it's designed to hook a new generation yeah. and I think it's I think it's really cool I was speaking yeah, to um, Sean Clark my mate from um, God's Own Scale podcast uh, and, and Sean said that it, it could well be um, Dom will remember that Airfix brought out a Waterloo box set mm. and you had La Haye Saint the model from La Haye yep. Saint and you had four boxes of figures uh, and loads and loads of people got into gaming through being bought that box set for Christmas or yeah. or similar. Yeah. And this Warlord Games box set, I know it's a bit more expensive, but that could be the gateway for loads of new people into the oh, hobby. Oh, wickedy, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Especially if you've got two two friends, you've got an army in each box, which is yeah. great. Um, and I, 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 do you know what? As much I'm gonna have to mention it. As much as like Ed Dom always goes on at me about these trains, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Wargaming is cheap. Oh yeah. Compared to yeah. compared to train. Hornby have just released their new stuff. There was a train on there that got released today. It's like six things, six hundred pounds. Wow. For a train. Six hundred pounds for a plastic train. Well, I have got <laughs> yeah, I've got a friend who does competitive cycling and he spent four, Oh, those bikes are four, massive amount 4, of money. Four thousand pounds on a set yeah. of wheels. 
Wow. And there isn't even, there isn't an, even an engine attached to it. It's just <laughs> and, we're exactly. moan, and we're moaning about an army in a box for 90 quid. Exactly. Jeez, no. So I, I, <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think it's going to be a massive thing. I think they, you know, I think they tested the water beautifully with um, the ACW thing. And that yeah. clearly, I think that it seemed to surprise them how successful that was. Yeah. Um, and I think they just now, we're going to see, well, we know we're going to see yeah. Other battles, you'll see we've, we've, classic we've battles in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did get a little inside scoop. Not that we can tell anyone yeah. about it, but we did get an inside scoop. And there's more coming. Yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah, name definitely. the battles, they'll be doing them. And as you say, I think because I think our generation, Ken, mm. older Ken, um, you know, we came through a very different route into the hobby, right? Yeah, you know, and in those days there were all these airfix things and and various other things you could do as a, as a kid. You know, uh, a lot of Ken, the other Ken's generation and, and younger have come out of a completely different way of gaming. Well, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're used to. I mean, my lad did a bit of um, a bit of forty um, k, and he can spend mm. thirty odd quid on a figure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so to have you know a bit of bo- so you've box got four plastics, battalions yeah. for that, yeah. fantastic, yeah, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that, that, that's the that's the beauty of historical wargaming. And me and me and Liam found this out when we first did it. We couldn't believe. <laughs> When we looked on Warlord's website, that that was a complete army in a box, and they were seventy quid back then. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, we were like, "What? Seventy pound? And that's the whole army?" Yeah. No, I got. We must need more. And we're like, we we looked at him. We were like reading the rule book, and then we 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 even sent an email like through the messenger service to Warlord, and we asked them. So if we both buy a box of this, this is a full army of a thousand points. <laughs> yeah. And they went, yeah. And we were like, we just we were like, what? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So just to finish off this first section then, um, I like to speak to people um, about um, the Venn diagram of wargaming. So if you go remember back to your maths classes uh, back at school. Um, okay. So <laughs> Dom, Dom's scratching his head there. He's, he's getting ready. <laughs> so all it is, is um, uh, this, this actually does work quite well because it, it kind of predicts the way that you... Um, game and a lot of the bigger gamers like myself will um, fall into the categories that I fall into. So I always like to ask people when they come on and see where they sit. Um, I'd, I'd, I'm quite interested now. I really like to know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you imagine the four categories as war gamer, painter, collector, and historian, and which which ones of those are most prominent for you, uh, and how do they fit together? So, if we Dom, if you want to go first, mate. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I've sort of had a, one of those epiphanies on this whole thing. Yeah. Because I would a few years ago, I would have said um, his, uh, gamer historian; those were my two by far mm. ahead of everything else. Um, and because as mentioned before, I'm big into military history; it's always been fascinated, and I love gaming. Yeah, I can game anything. Um, and for me, it's always been a question of getting the figures on the table to play a game with. That's, mm. you know, so the painting is very much fourth place for me. Um, but I've realized over the years, I've got a bit of a collection addict. Um, so um, definitely <laughs> the collection tad. bits Just moved up. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's quite up there with the um, with, with the other two, but it definitely it's uh, gaming, historical, um, collecting. And then painting very much as a yeah, fourth place. Yeah. Uh, it's not my thing. I, I do it yeah. to get them on the table and play games with. And that's my priority. So, yeah, definitely the gaming. Ken? 
Um, interesting, really. Uh, it depends what mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> depends what time of the year you catch me yeah. at. Um, so at the moment, I'm very much a. Um, I would very much like to play games, um, and then I, 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 I do really actually enjoy uh, painting. Mm. So I do, and uh, then it's going to be hist. Well, I've probably put gaming, history, painting, uh, collecting yeah. as last. Because you sell, you sell quite a bit of stuff, don't you? I I sell stuff. Yeah, yeah. if it, if it's sat there, I sell it. Yeah, and I and I put it towards the next stuff. Um, it very much so. But the the history grabs. The, the thing is, though, I, I will end up going back to it. But the problem is, I can't have it just sitting there for two, three years. It drives me nuts. Oh, we've, I, uh, Ken, Ken just hates that because <laughs> on his off his left shoulder there behind him for months and months and months there was the epic ACW. Oh God, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And, yes. and every podcast we did, it was there, and it's like, Ken, are you ever going to do that? Yeah, I'm going to do it. And then it, <laughs> then it just disappeared one week, and it was like, what have you done with that? Then? You need to go to Australia. You need to, <laughs> you need, to you need to monitor his eBay account and see see what's yeah. going. Completely, what's going. completely. <laughs> But yeah. I, I mean, to me, I'd like, I could never sell anything and then with the thought that I'm going to buy it back in a few years. I mean, it's just that. that yeah. My, my thing is, my I'm going to sell it because in a few years' time, there might be a, a, a newer, better version of it. Oh, no. You just stick with the one you got. Tried and trust. Tried oh, no. and trusted. So, the, um, so, like, the set for myself at the moment, I'm going for a period where I just can't be bothered to game. Um, oh, right. So, okay. I'm, I haven't. I did a bit of gaming in November. Um, and then um, I just didn't get anything in December. I've got nothing planned for this month. Um, but my painting mojo is absolutely on fire at the moment. I just can't stop, and I'm just churning unit out after unit after unit, just filling boxes with them. Yeah. When it, when it's like that, you don't want to give give into no, it. You, don't, <laughs> you, you need, don't. You need to keep going as long as that train will go. <laughs> I was like I was like that with my French. I, I painted them all within six months. I, I did not want to start painting my French. Yeah. Because uh, yes, and then the day I did, I was very sad because I had one unit that I didn't paint until what last week. Yeah. So <laughs> and that took another eight yeah, months to I, paint. I, one I unit. couldn't imagine that. To me, it's like. If I wasn't gaming, I wouldn't bother painting. It just wouldn't yeah. work. It's like at the moment, I'm, I want to start an Italian Wars project. And what's holding me back? Not, I've got all not the my fault. It's not my fault. Yeah, it, it is all your beauty <laughs> fault. It certainly is, because I see your beautiful figures. And I'm, I know. So two things scare me out of this. One is the fact, hey, I've got to try and match anything like your paint jobs, which is not going to happen. Um, and the second one is... I don't know what rule system I'm going to use. Yeah. And unless I know, because I know I'm not going to be gaming with them yet, until I know what rules I'm going to use, it's completely signed me on the painting. So I won't start painting them, um, you know, until I know that system and I know what I'm going to play. So it's it's a really, it has to be, has to be gamed with. Otherwise, I just, I'm not interested. You see, I'm I'm completely the other way around when I build armies. Um, I did it with the Italian Wars, and I'm doing it again at the moment with the Italian Wars of Independence. I'm building and painting the armies to look like I want them to look like. Mm. And then I'll find a set of rules. And if it's not their basing system, then sod them. I'll, right. I'll change the rule set. Or, oh, okay. Or I'll move. Because you, you'll find we talk, you talked very briefly earlier on about how you were uh, like changing your rule sets and. and get to here we, we play we play a game we'll get into a new period and if we like the set of rules that's it we'll stick with it mm-hmm. um because we've got so many collections that we've got here tried to change rules we'd never ever 
game anything. So mm. we set there's a set of rules called Johnny Reb 2, which came out in the early 1980s. We're still using mm-hmm. them for ACW because we, if we tried to, to change, everyone would go, oh, I don't understand this. because because you're jumping from period of history to period of history every every week and you just want something you can hold on to yeah we're a nightmare for that i think don completely Uh, i don't know whether it's my definitely shiny book syndrome that's what you get (laughs) yeah i think there's a degree of that i think also because years ago i was a bit of a competitive gamer Mm. and so you'd follow whatever the competitive scene was playing so, and then, you know, when WRG 6th was moved to 7th, mm. you binned your 6th and you moved on to 7th. And then when that was binned, you moved on to the next thing. So I kind of got the habit of it. But it's funny, we were talking about this a while back, Ken, weren't we? It's like, I used to love some of those old rule systems. Well, like we, well, historical Warhammer, battle, Warhammer battles. Ancient battles, battles yeah. yeah. It was a fantastic, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love those rules. I haven't played it since they start, stopped um, supporting it. Mm. Yeah. And I've still got all the rules. They're all but it, but it, there's no play. reason we can't play it. This <laughs> is the crazy thing. And I, I, think if, I think if you went back to it, you would probably just fit back into it like an old pair of slippers. Uh, that's what and, we And find. I think probably to your point, I would probably adapt them more now. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I think in the past, I probably wasn't confident enough to you know we you all have your own little house rules on every rule mm. system you have right so there's mm. little adaptions or things that aren't terribly clear but i think now i'd have no problem with going right didn't like how that worked so let's mm. tweak let's that a bit and change that bit and, yeah. and do it and so probably that's me as a, a bit older gamer where i could probably feel a bit uncomfortable doing it yeah. but also it's a it's a you know as i say it's all about the gaming and playing with, mm. with my mates so i have to bring them along as well yeah. so if they don't want to do it it's no point right? so <laughs> But I, think, um, I think you'll find having your own setup as well will lead to more of that because definitely. You, you're not going down to a club or to a shop to try and find a, uh, somebody to play a set of rules against who you've never met before, um, yeah. where the rules have to be what they are in the book. If you're playing with your mates all the time, you know, on a regular night down in um, Dom's shed, then you can change the rules. And, and as long as you all know what they are, the mad, yeah. is it? No, exactly right, and I think that's what we've we certainly started to do that more down at Farnborough. I think we've we've started to modify yeah. things and and change rules a bit, and and it, because it is tends to be the same group of people playing, mm. it's easier yeah. to do that. As you say, if and you then someone else joins playing, in, we just tell them. <laughs> um, no, no, we don't do it that way. We do it this yeah, way. Yeah, no, it's when they correct you for the rule, and you're like, we don't do it like that. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well, thanks very much for that, guys. That was a great introduction, and um, we'll just take a short break now, and uh, we'll be back shortly to talk about some big games. Okay, we're back with the second part, and um, I always like to talk about big games with uh, all my guests who come on here, because that way we get a different view of what a big game is and and people's experience of them. And um, the first question I ask anyone um, is, what does big game mean to you? And I'm not talking about chasing lions around um, Africa. Um, but uh, So, Ken, you're, you're just kind of newer into the hobby. What what would a big game mean to you if somebody said that to you? Um, someone with more than, I would say, three people aside. Yeah. Uh, game, yeah, where you've got more participants in, in the actual game. Um, and there has to be 
if you're talking scale wise, if it's twenty eight mil, you've got to have over a thousand figures on the oh, table. My kind of my kind of game. My kind of game. Yeah. yeah. I've I've only been privileged to umpire one of those games. Yeah. Um and uh quite biasly on my put. He finally admits it. Oh dear me. There's obviously a story there. There's obviously a story. Yeah, there, 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 there is there is quite a story. Which, which game was that, Lenka? It was um it was it was a Napoleonic game at Crackcon. Oh right. Uh, last yep. year. Yep. So um the big Napoleonic game. Mm. Um we did a I think it was twelve foot by six foot table. Mm. And we had I think it was a whole all of my collection of French, some of Martins. Uh, we had some of Drew, who came down from Scotland, to use some of his French. Mm. Uh, all of Martin's British that he had, and it was enough. I think it was, he had like twenty battalions aside with cavalry, cannons, the little green gits. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if we can swear on here, so I yeah, said, "Oh no, you yeah, can swear right, on here. Don't worry about." It. Oh no, little green <laughs> bastards is mine would put. Um, so yeah, and um, yeah, that was that was amazing. I think me and Martin worked out as one thousand five hundred. Odd infantry, um, and that that was that that was awesome. That's four people aside. That was. Oh, um, so they had two umpires. Yeah, Ken and Martin yes. were umpiring it. Yeah, both of whom are lenient towards French. Complete francophiles. Oh, when it comes dear. To oh dear. So Ken, who do you think won that game? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it weren't the English. That's for sure. Yes, no, 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 no. Uh, all I can say is the French uh, did a thorough good thrashing to uh, the British. Yeah, well, um, in one of my previous episodes, I spoke to a guy called Robbie Rodis, uh, and Robbie's done a lot of work and and um, research into Peter Gilder, who was one of the original wargaming greats, uh, and mm. and he was a massive francophile as well. And there's, I've had a number of stories about suspicious decisions that were made in games at the War Games Holiday Centre <laughs> that later yes. that went on to French yes. victories. So uh, yes. It's, de- yes. it's definitely a well-known disease, if you like. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. It's Dom, it's Dom, it, it doesn't matter anyway, because it's Dom's fault I'm a Francophile anyway, because he, he had the British, so I knew I was going to play him, so I had to, yeah, I had to go I had to go for the other side. I had to go for the other yeah, side. Yeah, I had to go French. So what about you, Dom? What's um, what's your big game? What's What, what does that <coughs> conjure in your mind? I guess for me, it, it's similar to Ken, I guess. It's, it's, it's a big game with lots of players. Mm. And I think predominantly comes to mind, instantly when you say that, is refights of big battles. Um, I know it isn't always that, but my experiences of them are, uh, I was lucky when I was, oh God, in my 20s, um, 30s, playing um, some really big battles like refighting Waterloo, mm. uh, Wagram, uh, Leipzig, um, you know, with tens of thousands of figures. Yeah. I remember we used to, I used I used to go down to a a church. I don't know who ran it. I can't remember. It's too long ago. But there we, I used to go down to this um, like a scout hut kind of place down in the outskirts of Oxford, and um, this club would put on these massive games over an entire day, mm. and it was just fantastic. Just seeing mm. just wall to wall figures. So those sort of things remind me of it. Also, things like I used to play, um, what do they call it, Craig's Marine type games with, mm. for World War Two, where you had all different people in different rooms. Oh, they're brilliant! Playing they're different brilliant. roles of yeah. things. Oh, that was great fun. All those sort of things. That you know. So those sort of things are what I think of as a big game. Um, and I think there's a plan for that for Crackcorn too, Don. 
Is that me and Martin have got ideas? Well, we were. I was talking to Simon Hall on one of the podcasts, um, the writer of Megan Field of Glory and a couple of other rule sets, and he said years and years ago they did a, a massive Eastern Front game, Germans versus Russians, and the commanders for each army were locked away in a room with a mm. telephone. And that's the only contact they had. And um, the umpire would randomly cut them off halfway through, giving them an order. I love it. And and they they would come out sort of every hour or two hours and then allow five minutes look at the table and then they were back in the command room again. Um, uh, So... I've done a couple That's of games awesome. like it, like that in the past, and that they it completely changes your perspective of of a, of a game because you, you're relying on people sending you you know sit sit reps and where they are with stuff, and they're never particularly accurate. No, no, you want quality intelligence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a, never never a forte. <laughs> I think you also need to have like-minded players who actually want to deal with it that way because for some people that would just drive them insane. Mm. What you mean I can't measure the distance between these tanks and the table? You <laughs> Can know? I pre-measure that? Can no. Pre- it's like you can't even see the damn thing, boy. So yeah, I, I but I think that's great. Mm. But that again, that sort of comes down to that sort of historical realism versus game ability kind yeah. of thing. We yeah. we discuss this a lot on the podcast and yeah. it's it's kind of that sort of the transition away in gaming seems to have moved much more into gaming yeah. rather than yeah. historical reenactment. And I think the big game things, and particularly those sort of games, seems to be uh, right back in the old days of reenactment, yeah. which is fantastic, yeah. but not for everybody. No, exactly. Great. Exactly. There's, there's um, a broad church, as, all, as Sean Clark yeah. says. Um, there's lots of different ways of doing that. And I think that, for me, the competition gaming is, is not for me. And, the, you know, and rolling a D6 and moving a hill, um, you know, even even God would struggle to, to do that. Um, so, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but it, it, people enjoy it, and that's great. That's great for them. Um, yeah. But uh, obviously, different different horses for courses and all that sort of thing. Um, so that that game at CrackCon, Ken. What, what was the thing that stuck out for you? What was the the thing that you'd I... like to repeat about that big game experience? Oh, that's yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I would like to say the French victory, but <laughs> <laughs> now I think I think it's more the fact of when we you know we turned up that there was four of us and we you know we were meant to start up at ten o'clock so people were meant to get there at ten no one got there at ten everyone got there at like eight thirty yeah <laughs> and it was just we'd never no one had ever met none of these people had ever met but we all came together and by the end of it it felt like we were all best of friends. Well, we were, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just random yeah. strangers. And it was just a camaraderie of it. Mm. I think I'd love, I'd love to have that for that again. Mm. So that was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And the social side, Dom, is that for the, for the bigger game? Is that, is that one of the draws for you? I think to me, that's what it is about all gaming, mm. to be absolutely honest. I, I, you know, I love the banter that goes on around the table, the mm. sort of winding up of, you know, Oh yeah, he loves uh, it. The, the art of crushing, the art of crushing and defeatness. Oh, it's of, just uh, that's, that's what it's salt all about. in the wound. You know, many, yes. I just, um, I just love that sort of banter that goes on. If you listen to the, any of my uh, battle reports, if you've got stamina to listen through you know, a couple of hours of listening to them. You'll hear it all going on in the background, and that's editing out a hell of a lot of it. Yeah, you, you um, hear the slight undertone of voices, mm. and the running jokes that go through <laughs> the games, and yeah. you know the fact, that, and that, that history of oh, you, you know, every time you use that unit, it runs away, kind of thing. Yeah. 
I, I think that's to me is what gaming is all about. Uh, you know, as I used to competition gaming, but I've definitely moved a long way away from that now. And it's it is about the social side of the game. Do you find do you it. find there's more of an edge with competition gaming because you're trying to win, aren't you, with that? Whereas, um, I I, I genuinely don't care what happens as long as I've had a laugh and a, and a joke in, in a game. Um, it's a daft thing to say, but competition gaming is all about winning, yeah. right? So, you know, kind of, uh, you know, but I think sometimes, you know, when I used to play, the, the competitions I used to love doing were the ones that were more, yeah, you wanted to win, but you had a laugh yeah. playing. Um, so your opponent was respectful and, and it wasn't all that sort of, oh, you just move that a little bit too far or yeah. that angles, you know, just nudge that, that kind of stuff. It was, we had a good laugh doing it. And when it got all too serious, I just mm-hmm. didn't want to know. And I think the, the but that's to me, as I say, that's what mm-hmm. makes me um, love going along to the club every Friday, having people around here, just planning the next game is thinking, oh, great. We're going to have another great evening. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I, the result, I want to win. Always, yeah. I think it's like any, it's like doing a sporting thing. You want to win, um, but it's not yeah. the be all and end all, right? Yeah. Um, if I get beaten and we had a fantastic night yeah. or afternoon, then fantastic. I'm happy. I'm happy as long as I beat. Ken, it's it's well, all right when fine. you when you, it's all right saying that until you lose for six months solid. <laughs> yeah, well, we've all been, and then you that, finally Ken. get that victory, and you're like, I'm going. We 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 played. It's like we played round doms, and it, it was like. He wanted, we were going to call it on like I think it was like he had like one and a half units left. I was like, no, I'm, I'm crushing <laughs> He's you. Going for the crush. I'm going. We're, we're, this is going all the way. I was like, no, you're not calling it. But even then, he, like, he said to me, "You're not enjoying this, are you?" And I said, "No, I absolutely am because it was a great game and um, and actually it was great to see him mashing, actually smashing win. me because he ha- hasn't done it for a while. So it's it been a of, long time coming." But, and, uh, We've yeah. all had those barren spells in everything we do, right? When yeah. you know, the games come oh, by yeah, and you absolutely. just can't, yeah, you know, for whatever, your dice just stop working or you yeah. just, I don't know, you just it, constantly do stupid things in games. It's, it's one of those things, this is why I've re- I, I really detest and hate points. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot stand points. I like to um, be a bit more historical when it comes to that mm. side of things, especially if you're... Um, you know, you're playing a World War Two game, maybe, or you're playing uh, Napoleonics. It's you're not meant to be evens. Yeah, you know, I don't mind having the lesser forces because mm. it gives me something to um, to work towards. So my victory might not be I've got to win the game. My victory might be holding off till turn four. And mm. If I do that in my head, I've won. Um, and that's why that's why I like playing more scenario based things. So I'm still a bit a bit competition based. I like the points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the historic stuff as well. Yeah. but you know I do like the points. <laughs> so have you got any plans for for doing big games in the future? Then Can... I would I, I would love to get on with some some bigger games. Um, talked about uh, funny enough. I was talking with um, one of my mates, Jonathan, about doing a game this Friday, which will probably be quite a large one using 15 mils. But I guess it's it's the time element is the mm. big game problem. It, it's, it's not um, now. We can just leave it set up in your well, little room. Exactly. That would be <laughs> fine. I might need another bit of table, though, to make it even bigger. But, yeah, yeah. That, that's, um, that's yeah. definitely yeah, that's... A, an option now. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we've, we've had games that have lasted three or four weeks here. Oh, I'd love to do uh, that. And just, That'd be pretty cool. Because we, we, we'll tend to have a 10.30 start, but we'll be downstairs drinking tea, talking bollocks for a while before we come up here. And then we always break about one o'clock for fish and chips. And then if there's a Grand Prix on or football, 
then it was just sometimes we really get back up here for an hour. So there's but there's no rush. There's no pressure. Which which makes it mm. makes a huge huge difference. Well, yeah. well thanks very yeah. much for that chat on big games, guys. Um, we're going to move on now to everyone's favourite bit, um, which is the Yorkshire Gamer Quiz. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the bit that all the viewers like and listeners like, but the guests aren't particularly keen on. Um, it's the, the Yorkshire Gamer Quiz, and uh, our usual disclaimer is that this has got absolutely nothing to do with right or wrong, so please don't get upset with any of the answers that you're about to hear. Um, this is a, ta- a tester of how Yorkshire Gamer you are, so how close to my idiotic huge battle gaming are you and uh, there's a warning that there are a number of regionally based questions which are dreadfully biased uh, towards Yorkshire. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know what? I don't care. So, <laughs> your podcast, you'll do it your way. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Yorkshire Gamers Eat Big War Games podcast because it comes from Yorkshire. What more can I say? No. Anyway, so uh, guys, um, we'll do. Uh, we did this with Alex and Sean, um, Alex uh, Storm of Steel and, and Sean, um, God's Own Scale. Um, we'll do one question at a time and get an answer from both of you, um, and then we'll do uh, a tot up at the end and see uh, see whereabouts you are on the Yorkshire Gamer scale. Um, so they will. It's either a yes or no answer or a one or another answer if you need um explanations i will give them um if you want to have a laugh and a joke about any of them please do so that's what we're here for um so question number one um go big or go home dom go big go big ken yeah go big big controversy controversy already on question two contrast paints great or a gimmick ken Great. Dom? I'm going to go great too. Oh, dear, dear me. Um, Sorry about that, Ken. I love them. You can't please everyone, can you? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Question three. uh, First regionally biased question. Um, uh, You're choosing a paintbrush. Um, Would you go for Posh Down South, Windsor and Newton or Yorkshire Made Pro Art? Ken? Uh, Winter and Newton. Dom? Uh, I can't say I've ever had a pro art, but anything that's on a, on a discount. So does that count? Yeah, cheaper, <laughs> cheaper. Cheap, cheapest chips, whatever yeah. it is that's cheap. I'm, yeah, ho- that. I'm hoping, I haven't, I haven't approached them yet, but the factory is just outside where I used to work. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to try and blag a, a, a trip. You should get some sponsors. <laughs> yeah, so but you, you yeah. Get, they get mentioned every, any, every week. Have you got any mis, mis, misprints of your paintbrushes? <laughs> <laughs> so, question four. Um, 96 figures. Is that an army or is it a pipe block? Dom? It's a pipe block. It's a pipe block. It is. <laughs> Ken? It's an army. Oh! <laughs> fight, fighting talk. The best answer I've had that for that one is it's a small pipe block. <laughs> Uh, number five, uh, six by four table. Is that a big game or a small game? Ken, small game. Small game. Dom, yeah, definitely small game. Um, staying with you, Dom, for question six: points based army or historical order of battle? 
Well, can I say both? I can't say both, no, can I? Because no. I like them both. No, it's a Yorkshire quiz, mate. You're either right or wrong. Right. There's no middle. <laughs> You're very All much right. wrong with that, Dom. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go points wrong. then. I'll go points then. Oh, <laughs> I, know it, I know it won't agree. It, it, it's got to be historical oh, uh, border of vowel. Um, uh, more controversy coming up now. Um, You're mixing your paints. And are we going to use a wet palette or an old bit of MDF? Uh, we'll go for Ken first. It's got to be a wet palette. Oh dear! Oh, yeah, punts. <laughs> Windsor and Newton. Windsor and Newton and the wet oh, palette, mate. Dear. Oh dear! Dom, I got a bit of old newspaper. Oh, <laughs> awesome. That's what we like to see. So I like to say, people, people go, oh, it makes your paints last longer. I've got pe- oh the waste. All I think is the waste. I've got paints. Waste. I've got paints downstairs that are fifteen to twenty years old. I, yeah. I paint over a thousand. Be in the bin. Paint, they're, they're in the bin after a year. I paint over a thousand twenty-eight mil figures a year, and I spend about twenty pounds on paint. Yeah, I really, really don't need to save any. Thanks I for mean, the tip. A little dollop down there. I mean, you know, what does it matter if put, it dries up? Less, no, it, it, but it's smooth. The paint goes over smoother. It goes no, over it smoother on the wet palette. Yeah, it does. Oh it does. dear. Anyway. Anyway, controversy. I use my palette as, yeah. a, as a doorstop. I can, I can, I can, I can. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've seen how you paint, Ken, and uh, I can't really talk, can I? Let's be honest. <laughs> well, I do get people. I do get people coming on and going. Oh, it'd be so much better if you used a wet palette. And I, uh, and I just go <laughs> cheeky <laughs> kicks. <laughs> it'll be so much quicker. So I like put a picture up of like a two or three thousand figure army. And underneath, how much quicker do you want me to be? Because yeah. it really doesn't make any difference, does it? We don't, really. we don't like we don't like changing no, in in Yorkshire. We don't even like vowels. <laughs> the um, Alex was saying, like Alex uh, Sutherland, who's from Rotherham, uh, good Yorkshire lad. He was saying that we don't like vowels. We chase them out of Yorkshire with a pitchfork. Oh <laughs> anyway, we've digressed again. Um, so uh, we're undercoating figures. What do we use? Do we go black or white, Dom? It's going to be hard to be a, either of those, as I don't use either. I use grey. Oh. I use Halford's grey. Halford's grey. Middleman. Mm. Ken. Yeah. Uh, again, I use both. I use Xenophil. Oh. Um, no, Ponzi, but Xenophil. Again, now Xenophil with a wet palette and a Windsor and Newton. <laughs> <laughs> how, have you, how, how have you afforded a new house with spending all that money? <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, if he gets any more southern, he'll fall yeah. in the water at the bottom. There, there is, there is only one answer to this uh, next question. Question nine, um, and you, you go into a cafe and you are offered a cup of Yorkshire tea or a dirty mucky coffee. What are you having, Ken? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what mood I'm in, but I'm going to say Yorkshire tea because I do. I am drinking a lot of tea at the moment. Good lad, Dom. Yeah, good old builders for me. Uh, awesome, awesome. Um, War games units. Um, as long as it's historically accurate, do you like them tightly packed or socially distanced? Ken, tightly packed. Tightly packed. Awesome, Dom. You can't get your pikemen in a socially distanced formation, can no. you? You've got to be packed. No, you can't. You can't. I know. I know it's a lot of figures, but when they're twenty feet apart, the, that cavalry is just going to go. There's a nice big gap there. <laughs> I've got straight. Do you see this lance? That goes through a lot of people. Yeah. 
So, uh, that's halfway through. And uh, question 11 is um, two-hour club game or a weekend monster game? Dom? Uh, I mean, given the preference, a, a weekend monster game every time. Awesome. Ken? Same weekend monster game. Superb. Um, we've got a couple of questions that are in honour of former guests, and this one is in honour of uh, Nick Skinner from Two Fat Lardies. And right, this is avocado. Is it just posh mushy peas? <laughs> Ken, it's, it's 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 bloody disgusting. It's disgusting. It is, yeah, yeah, that'll do me. You can get a point for that. Get a point for that. Uh, yes, definitely. It's posh mushy it's peas. Mushy peas. Posh mushy peas. Posh mushy peas. Um, now, this is the only question that every single guest has answered the same way. So there's, there's a bit of pressure on you here. Oh um, and uh, this is round dice, spherical dice, like a sphere. Are they allowed or banned on your table? Dom. Banned. Banned. Ken. Dependent. No, no, they're banned. They're banned. banned. It's fine. They're Brilliant. Banned. They're banned. <laughs> They just roll off the ends. What's yeah. the point of that? Stupid, people have, idea, people have right? got them. And somebody, somebody a couple of weeks ago sent me a picture of a dice within a dice. So, oh, so you have like a perspex outer dice yeah. and then a, another dice inside that. You know, okay. I, I even object to dice towers. I mean, there's a guy down our club who insists on bringing a dice tower along when we play games, and it drives me insane. Well, they, they always get there. stuck, don't they? You put. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'm really happy. I know that now because I am getting a dice tower. <laughs> <laughs> you have to compete with your own. Well, yeah, uh... <laughs> I, I, I bought the, these. These are the some of the coolest dice shakers you'll ever see. Um, obviously, we're on a podcast, so you can't really see. Um, but I'm just showing you your, these guys here. It's a it's a wooden oh, yeah, barrel, yeah. barrel oh, like and it's made from the teak of HMS Warspite. Now, that oh, is wow. cool. Wow, now that's very cool. Yeah, and we've got... Uh, what have we got? That one is HMS Iron Duke from Jutland. Oh, wow. very cool. So the... the on the internet, you can pick them up for like 20 or 30 quid. Um, but the dice always get stuck in the bottom. Right. <laughs> so you'll, you'll like put five dice in and you'll roll it. And and then, you know, oh, I'm not doing very well there. But you, only actually three dice have come out. So then next time you'll put another five dice in for that roll. And only a couple will come out. But you're not really noticing because you're playing your game and talking. And then it'll come to a really important melee. And you'll put your five dice in and 15 come out. There's <laughs> <laughs> no arguing because you should have had them dice earlier. Exactly. Don't exactly. tell Ken that one; he'll he'll find a way of working that one into a game. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so Lord. yeah, no, I've never understood dice dice towers because the stuff gets stuck in them, don't they? Uh, just no. Yeah. Just no. no. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, right. So um, you're not too you're not too far south to not know what a fish and chip shop is. They'll. Oh, I knew something like this. It'll be, it'll be shit fish and chips down there. But but it, you're going down to the chippy. Do you have haddock or cod? Ken. Ooh, haddock. Haddock. Dom? Cod. Cod. If you can get it, cod, I, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you something, right? I've got I've got a mate from uh, up Rotherham, and he came down here, and he said to me, and I was with him, and I quote, where's the gravy? Yeah. And I, and I said... What do you mean? Where's the gravy? He went. Why is there gravy not on the menu? I said we don't have gravy down here in the chip shop. That's unbelievable. 
I said, that is really weird that you put gravy on your chips. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, baked beans, yes, gravy. And he looked at me like the most disgusted look that you'd ever see. He was like, so I can't have any gravy? I went, no. <laughs> half half of northern school children would die of starvation without gravy <laughs> because we we go when i was at school we would always go to the chippy for lunch um and yeah. we would always get a chip chip batch or chipped on a bread roll or whatever you call it down there but you could have a choice of gravy curry or peas or if you'd mum, mum would slip you an extra 10p you could get all three so you could have like Chip batch with gravy, peas, and curry, and it was just heaven. Oh, that's a uh, beautiful no. thing. Heaven, no. beautiful. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Leeds and I went to university in Leeds, so I I, I have a fond um, feeling for that area mm. and uh, the culinary delights of uh, Yorkshire. Don Don very much enjoys gravy. Oh, we love, <laughs> we a, love a bit of gravy. We love a bit of gravy. Yeah. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Question 15, um, and this is about sets of rules, and uh, do you like a good uh, table in a set of rules, like a, a casualty table where you roll dice against figures, um, or yeah. is it all de- or is it a six and you're dead? Which, which do you prefer, Ken? It's got to be a table. I love a table. Love a table. He loves a table. Love a table. <laughs> love a table. Love a table. Dom? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not really that bothered, but if it's a good rule set, but I probably would in favour favour a table over anything else. Yeah, D6 thing is a bit weird. Uh, controversial one that will get us into trouble somewhere along the line. Uh, 28 mil is king. Yes or no? Yes. Dom, yeah. You're not going, no. you're not going for 12.75, millimeter. Twenty-eight mil is not king. It's not no. king. It's not king. <sighs> nope. Oh. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like it's. Like, I, I, I is there is, is there a question on varnish? Because there's only one right answer about that. We don't do technical stuff like varnishing. No, no, our friends the Perrys have got the correct answer for that. Oh, go on, what's, that? what's theirs? <laughs> they, they they do not varnish. Either do I. I, I hate oh. and, and the moment Ken discovered this on one of our podcasts oh, when they were on. He's never stopped going on about it because up to that point, we all said he's wrong. Uh, you know, you varnish your figures and then the Perrys came on and said, they don't varnish his. And he went, there you go. That's proof. There you go. There's proof. I'm right. And uh, I made a meme out. there and then. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to say that some, some um, I tend to varnish, but sometimes I, I don't varnish stuff that's dry brush because it's get it, it ruins the detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the, why I don't varnish. The stuff that I'm doing at the moment, I've got plastic... Um, Perry ACW Zouaves and metal heads from a company called Steve Barber Models, mm. and the paint doesn't adhere very well to the metal heads. So um, I I will definitely be uh, varnishing them, uh, and and I always use a, a a really matte varnish, so I never varnish armor because it, it just yeah it just makes it look ruins it doesn't yeah, it absolutely yeah. makes it look dreadful. Um, so question seventeen: um, unpainted miniatures are they allowed on the table? Yes or no, Ken? No, no. Dom, only one acceptable occasion when you can do that is when you've got a complete beginner yeah. and you want to encourage them into the hobby. Other than that, it's a flat no. Now I'll give them some of my minis to play with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three three questions left, um, and if you know anything about me, you'll know there's only one answer this, to this question. Um, and this is Bradford City or Leeds United. 
<laughs> as he holds his Bradford City badge to the camera. I was say, there's only one answer with that shirt on. Bradford, of Bradford, course. Bradford, good lad. Ken? Bradford. Oh, good lad. Um, there's only one answer to the next question as well, and that is Yorkshire or the other place over the hill. Uh-oh. <laughs> Gotta be Yorkshire. Yeah, Yorkshire. Good lad. Ken? I... I I'm going to have to say the other place oh, over the hill because because the wars because of the war wars of the roses. I'm very much uh, the other place oh, over the hill. Oh dear me! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so well, Ken. Is that minus so sixty well. points? Is it? Yeah, we <laughs> I, when Simon Hall was on, who's from um, Preston Burnley way, uh, we spent the whole two hours trying not to say the L word. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a beautiful, yeah. Very, very. I'm very much that. I'm doing our respect. I'm not mentioning yeah, it for yeah, you, exactly. but I, I'm very much that yeah. side of camp when it yeah. comes to the wars of the roses. Yeah, it's still, it's still raw in these yeah. parts. It's still raw, it's still raw. Um, and the uh, the final question: um, Games Workshop are they the work of the devil? Yes or no, Dom? Yes. <laughs> There's no hesitation. It was just, yep. yeah, no. no. I mean, in fairness, they, they do bring a lot of people into the hobby, yeah. but I still think they are. Yeah, Ken? Um, I'm going to say controversially no. If they get any more expensive in the next year, then maybe I'll have to change my answer. But yeah. I think they're just on the borderline at the moment. Well, the the average the average is seventy percent, um, and Dom, uh, uh, no surprises, um, as the slightly older uh, game of very similar thoughts to me, eighty um, percent, very oh, very well done, very well fantastic. done, um, and particularly impressed with the um, old bit of newspaper rather than old bit of MDF. That's, uh, <laughs> that's particularly a particularly good. Don't one. tell me Ken's got to do a reset, has he? Yeah, no, <laughs> Ken. <laughs> Ken's, on, Ken's just coming just under the average at 60%, yeah. which is very, very reasonable. Oh, okay. Very, very reasonable. We do need to, though, Ken, speak privately about your Windsor and Newton wet palette, <laughs> some f- fancy bollocks bloody um, undercoat thing that you're using. How much, uh, Zen and how, how much are you paying for that? <laughs> He's <laughs> probably blagged it from somewhere, Ken. Don't uh, worry. What my Zenithal highlight? No, it's just a black in it, and then white over yeah, the top. Black, white over the top. With with, uh, with my uh, with my airbrush. Ah, right. Don't forget, okay. don't forget about the airbrush. Yeah, no. I do have an airbrush, and I have done bits with it. So yeah, that's not that's not that's not too bad. That's not too bad. No, that's what I mean. I use, I use black and white technically. Yeah. Yeah, that's not too yeah. bad. So um, a section that's not been in for that long on the show, but um, has proved. Um, both controversial and fun at the same time, um, which is kind of what we're all about, is um, is Room 101, the War Games Room 101. And uh, Dom, I think you'll remember, Ken, I'm not, do you remember one, Room 101 on television? Nope. Um, it was ba- no. No idea. It was basically a panel show, and Room 101 comes from George Orwell's 1984, and it was a room... Th- in, in which was the most horrible thing that you could possibly imagine. Um, and the television show, basically, they had a, uh, a presenter and a number of guests, and they would try and get the things that they hated into Room 101. Right. So, um, 
War Games Room One on One is is exactly the same as that. I want you to imagine something in war gaming that you can't stand that you'd like to shove on the back of your trailer and take it down on the War Games tip on a Saturday afternoon and get rid of oh, get that. rid of it. Get rid of it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um we, we have had a few on before, but uh, hope I don't know, hopefully you you'll have a new one. Uh, let, let's see what we've got. So uh, Dom, do you want to go first, mate? What's what's your yeah, entry sure. into room one oh one? I'm going to go button counters. Button um, counters. I just, I, they frustrate the hell out. So first of all, I'm going to say I'm all for historical accuracy in your figures. Yep. Right? Um, Especially badges. But, <laughs> but, yeah, apart from badges. Apart yeah. from badges. <laughs> but when you get down to the level of people, some people get to where they're starting to, all that, the cut of that jacket wasn't in that period. Oh, they would they phased that out five years before. <laughs> All that kind of bollocks. That yeah. drives me insane, and I really want to slap them over the over the head with the, my toolbox of figures. <laughs> um, I just think it, it just it, it, when you come down to it, um, you know, you think about what what a battlefield would have looked like and how. They would have grabbed any kind of equipment they could get their hands on. They would have been covered in mud and crap. If they had any shoes left, any kind of trousers left, they were doing really, really well. So then we're worried about the fact that... What are you talking about, Dom? They would have worn pristine uniforms. And they would have all been the same colour. You know, perfectly the same. And he would have definitely not used that grey button when it should... All these comments no, on no, various no, forums, it's like, so what colour blue did the French infantry use? Well, probably whatever. Blue. Like, you know, whatever blue they could get their hands on. If it stayed blue for a fortnight, they were doing well. Yeah, so that drives me insane. Because I think, in all seriousness, I think <laughs> the, the, it puts people off the yeah. hobby. When you get, especially people coming into the historical side of the hobby from other sides, yeah. and they, they go along to a club or a convention or they put it up, heaven forbid they put it up on certain Facebook pages mm. and say, look at this beautiful job I've done. And, and they just get absolutely slammed for it. Um, I, 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 it I might have done that a few times yeah. and put my stuff up and it gets slammed. Yeah, but you do it in, on, t- in pur- on purpose just to really wind people up. I know you do, but other people aren't <laughs> yeah. quite as thick-skinned as you, and that's not right. Well, I, so, I, yeah, button yeah, counters. Yeah, I have to, I have to co- confess that there is a number of occasions when, I, um, especially, are you aware of the, the forum TMP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how things can very quickly go wrong on there yes. very quickly. Well, I, 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 I used, I used, this, I used to, have you not? Oh my god! No, this sounds uh, this sounds like a forum that I need to be involved yeah. in. <laughs> oh my god! I think everyone everyone who's anyone in the War Games fraternity has been banned or um, uh, removed from it at some stage during the career. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got it seems to be a concentration of the world's highest number of button counters and rivet counters. Oh, completely. So Ooh, this sounds interesting. So, so what so what I've done in the past um is I've done things like um glue machine guns on upside down on tanks deliberately. Oh yes. You know what I might stick one of my I'm, I might stick one of my contrasting painting guides on yeah. there. Oh you'll get them all wound up there. And I've, the the army I'm doing at the moment, I thought nobody would know anything about it, but I've had quite a lot of niggly comments from people about stuff. And it's anyway, 
Bottom counters are loaded up onto the back of my trailer and they're ready to go down the tip. Um, <laughs> so let's see, Ken. Uh, I take it you're not going to defend bottom counters, Ken. You're quite happy for them to. Uh... No, I'm very much uh, in that camp. I remember one of my first videos. It was like um, I was playing. It was uh, I was doing like uh, was it? I think it was like Americans or something like that. And they told me my shade of brown was. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember the exact words they used, but it was like, it was a tad too dark. Yeah. It should have been a little bit lighter. Mm. And, I, and I was like, right, okay. And your point is, yeah. they're my figures, well, I'll do what I want with them, sort of thing. Um, yeah. it, I just can't understand why someone would waste their energy in typing mm. it out. There's, there's a really famous photograph that you might have seen of a guy who's collected World War II German uniforms. Um, oh yeah, and, yeah they're all, they're all, mm. which one's the real field grey? Yeah. And they're yeah. all completely different. They're all completely yeah, different. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so Ken, what what are you going to try and get past the gatekeeper? <sighs> oh, I, 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 Dom's not going to like it. Ooh. Oh gosh, here Dom's we go. not going to like it. Uh, it's got to be points. They've got points. to go. Points. Points. Uh, they've, they've got to go. They've got to get down that tip. I hate points. Oh, the next I time you come in this room, it's going to be points oh. all the way. I, I hate points <laughs> with a passion. So I, uh, this this has come up before a little bit with Alex Sutherland, but he was very specific in that it was maxing out point lists. Oh, no, it's just points. Just points I hate in points. General. Points. I hate points. <laughs> points. Get rid of them. I hate points. I cannot stand it. So the the, the, the counter argument, and I have to say, I've I've never played never played a points game in my entire life. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm in my mid fifties, so that's a long time with not playing a points game. Um, but some people will say that um, it's a good way to balance <laughs> a game. So what would you yeah. say to that? War's not balanced. Oh, well, good lad, good lad. See, for, see, my argument comes from the fact that for many, many years I had so little time to game that when I went down the club or met up with mates to have a game, mm. if you played a game where it was completely unbalanced and the because you, sometimes you get those games wrong, right? Mm. You you think oh this can hold on for a while, um, but if you only have one game a week or one game a fortnight yeah. or one game a month, you want to have a bit of a laugh. So I kind mm. of got into the habit of just at least getting some semblance of points. So it doesn't have to be even points, mm. but it'll be. You know, like, well, this is an attack game, so I'll give the attacking side seventy-five percent more points, mm, uh, no. for instance. That's, that's fair that, enough, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, you're very wrong, but you're fair, fair enough. Because well, yeah, um, the example I always use, and and Dom, if you've got this, then points isn't going in. So what I want, uh, what I want, is a photograph or a or a video of Alexander the Great riding up to Darius. Uh, one of the massive battles and going, Darius, mate, you're taking a piss there with them elephants. <laughs> uh, what, what's going on, mate? And, and then Darius... Yeah, but he would he would argue back that, that, that your companion cavalry are worth about 15 points more than my... Uh, my exactly. Uh, my median... Uh... <laughs> Cavalry, so therefore it's I, about I right. Oh, yeah. Jesus, making, it's just making it's just making me angry yeah. thinking about points. Darius, go, look at look at them pipe blocks. They're worth a fortune, them. Yeah, geez, I bet the, geez, I bet, yeah. I bet the vet, veteran and heavy armor as well. Oh. Do, yeah. Do you know? Do you know the worst thing for me is World War Two points games. Mm. I can't stand them. I, I hate World War Two points <laughs> games as well. Bolt action as well. It, it's just I I get you do even if you want it to. You want to have a fair chance of winning, but I. 
I guess it's because I don't care if I win or lose. Yeah. Really, really down to it. I really don't care mm. if I have if I have fun doing something. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't get me wrong. Again. I will play games, and I do play games where there's no points involved. But mm. I do like points games as well. So you I'm do like gonna, points. Yeah. I'm not gonna. No, I'm no. not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> no. Uh, it's my pod, It's my podcast. My trailer. My tip. So you're putting it in. My tip. <laughs> it's coming with me. <laughs> so um, we will uh, have a quick break there, and then we'll go on to our big topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the room, and we, we're on to our big topic section. And back at the start, if you remember that, far ago um there we were talking about what these guys have, have come to be known for uh, and that is the plastic crack podcast um so um it's been going for a while and i've got a few bits and pieces to talk about but i think first before we dip into the pcp world um you've both got your own youtube channels um so just tell us what they're called and kind of how you got started on the youtube uh, Ken, do you want to go first? Yep. So my channel's called Miniature War Gaming Warriors, and uh, I started it three years ago now, coming up to three mm-hmm. years. And it was just more the fact of I, I had a, a bit of a, I had a bit of a scare, so I had a heart condition, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I needed something for like a outreach sort of thing, um, and um, it kind of provided that. It kind of distracted me and helped with my recovery and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But thankfully now my heart's back to normal, and I don't have that condition anymore, which is really mm-hmm. good um but it's made me want to um keep a record of my gaming and how i can how i've developed over the years and it's just a journey for people to join me on so what um what sort of things do you put on there what's your have you got a it's, have you got a signature dish yeah. or what's the sort of thing that you do it, no it depends it's the flavor of what i'm doing at the time so started off with world war Two sort of stuff on their bolt action i've done a bit of 40k a bit of epic uh 30k um napoleonics is on there i've got some medieval it's a bit of everything really but i do like uh, battle reports painting guides mm. um i do a bit of uh a bit of um bit of news what's going news. on in the in yeah you know a bit of a uh, bit of hype train news yeah. <laughs> a few controver- controversial reviews of figures that sort of thing yeah controversial reviews of figures absolutely <laughs> um most definitely and um yeah it's a bit of everything really um i don't think there's anything i really don't touch Apart from points games, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play bolt actions, that's that. Yeah, I know. I know. Games, know. So. Oh, you used to play bolt action. Yeah, I used but, to play bolt yeah. action until Dom absolutely annihilated me. But yeah, no, that's my channel. Uh, that's your channel. Dom, what about yourself? Um, so I started I started in December 2018 doing the channel, mm. and it's uh, Boots on the Table with Dom. And I guess, yeah, sort of. If funny enough, when I wasn't gaming much around that time, um, I was playing a lot of online games, and I liked a game called World of Tanks. Oh yes, and I had a channel for that, and I used to put up game reports and you know do reviews and all sorts of things on that, and got quite a few you know subs and what have you. And then I sort of got bored and got back into proper gaming. And I thought, you know what, I'll start videoing what I'm doing. Mm. You know, somebody might watch it, and that's all it is. It literally is what i'm doing as we talked about earlier we go down the club and our our video games down there and it it can be anything from english civil war american civil war napoleonics ancients 
bigger games, smaller games, whatever we are playing, um, I'll record. And, and similarly to Ken, really, I do, um, you know, kind of uh, project updates, what I've been painting, um, sometimes some sort of, because I have been known to purchase a few figures, I'll do sort of, that kind of stuff. So it, basically, it is literally my my wargaming journey mm. as, as I'm going through it. And, and it's the chronicle of that. And I do it purely for that reason. It's just as much as anything else, it's to remind me because I'm getting old as well. So I can't remember <laughs> half the things I've been doing. So it's looking back and remembering things. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've got there. to say, so the, the, with the monthly updates that I do, it, I can go back and go, bollocks, what was I painting last month? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't remember. It's very handy when you when you do half do a project and you look back and how did I do that paint scheme? Yeah, that's a, that's um, a really good and, use. That's very true. And, it, yeah. and it's there. It's your own tutorial. So when you, when you start shouting at yourself, thinking, why are you doing it like that? And you're like, uh, oops, so that was kind of my, my fault. Why? <laughs> well, I, I, um, I, I paint horses with oils and, and, I, and I do huge batches oh. of them in one go um wow. and, it, and it it just reminds me of how long some stuff has been lying around with painted horses and unpainted <laughs> riders um i'll go back and go oh, shit i painted those horses about two and a half years ago I'm still, <laughs> still i've got boxes lying around in the other room there's another room next to this still not got riders right uh, the, well the riders are just undercoated in the box next to the painted horses okay. we'll get there in the end we'll get there in the end how long would you say the war games channel thing has been around on youtube the historical because i know um 40k and that sort of stuff have, has been around for quite a while but when i started dom I, I seem to remember that your channel was one of the first ones i came across so there's there's been I mean if you look at Fraser's channel veteran yeah. and uh, Travis on um, various other channels have been going for quite a long time but I don't think there were that many mm. I, I feel that there's been a real if there's one slight good thing that came out of the whole COVID lockdown thing has been a a complete boon of historical particularly well generally a lot more stuff on youtube particularly historical things and it feels like that was a real sort of kickstarter for a lot of people to to start to follow it you know people saw other people doing videos and went oh you know what i can do that too and they started doing it and i think yeah i think there were a few around but not that many definitely not the same number there is now Um, and it's been great from that point of view because i think the community that's developed around the channels and people putting their own channels and then mm. working with other people and linking up on Facebook and, and discords and various other things. It's been fantastic. So um, it's great because I think historical has always been that poor relation mm. uh, when it comes to um, social media, particularly it's always been sort of sometimes a little apologetic. It's just been that odd bit of the hobby, you know, yeah. <laughs> that nobody talks about. Um, whereas now we're kind of we're out there being proud yeah we are we are we are i have to say because that's what i've I, I, when I, I talked i talked to vk on on here um i said the one thing i love about his channel is there's no rock music and explosions and everything no. he just leans to the camera sits back and goes yeah. look at this shit that awesome. i've got it's awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and it's a certain, a certain degree of voyeurism, isn't it, from all of us yeah. to watch each other's projects yeah. and go, oh, look at them. It, it infuses you, doesn't it? It makes yeah. you go, yeah, it I want to do that. Completely. And then you see, and then you see his paint job, and you think, what? <laughs> yeah. 
I can't do that. So, yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's a lovely guy. He really is a lovely guy. He is a nice he's guy. A yeah, guy. really is. So, <laughs> are the channels continuing to grow? Is there a spike in your membership numbers, or how does it? Is it just steady away all the time? Mine spiked with certain subjects. Uh, mine <laughs> took a. M- <laughs> Mine took a massive spike in December. Ooh, why was um, that? Why was that thinking? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Um, was it an epic spike? Oh, it was an epic, epic spike. spike. <laughs> I, I, I literally hit 3,000 subscribers uh, yesterday. So, oh, awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, very happy. So um, it went up by about, I think it was 350 in two weeks. Yeah. Um, which was very good, um, which I'm very happy about. And hope, hopefully people stay. If they don't stay, they don't stay. But I appreciate everyone that takes the time to hit that subscribe button. And do you guys, <laughs> do you guys uh, monetize? Is that what they, they say? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm forced to. We, to be fair, we were all forced to by YouTube. Yeah. Um, because YouTube changed their terms of service about a year ago to say that even though you're not monetized, they're still going to run ads on your videos. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So we, so and they'll take all the money from it. Bastards. Uh, yeah. Oh. So we all went. Oh, right. We might as well do it then. <laughs> <laughs> so I tend to only put videos on the start. Um, of uh, sorry, adverts on the start of my videos. Yeah. I don't do them in the middle. Yeah. Um, because I, I find that really annoying when you're in the middle of watching a video and. You know, you, when you get like 10 adverts over an hour period, it drives me insane. Mm. You might as well be watching telly. Yeah, I think we all did at the same time. And I think, you know, I had this vision that maybe um, if I managed to make any money out of it, could you give it away as, um, you know, uh, competitions or what have you. But as you know, if you've ever done it, you don't actually make very much money. So it's no. it's yeah. peanuts. It yeah. really is. So Unless you're, Mar- unless you're Martin Seventh Son. Well, yeah. Unless he you he get seems to real... do very well. Does he? It? <laughs> um, yeah, he does. He does do quite well. You can look up how much he's made if you want to. If you want to look it up, uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> you can look at anybody's earnings. No, 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 no. He does quite well because it depends on the content you've got, doesn't it? So if you're getting those videos that, like the painting guys, that keep people keep going back and watching mm. again and again and again, they're getting the other every time, and new people are obviously watching those yeah. again and again and again and again. Um, so you, you, it's it's not much. I think I've made how much did I made last month? I think it's about thirty pounds. Oh, it's not bad. Something it's like not that. bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's not too it's bad. Bit, but yeah. YouTube have got like a cash out. I think it's what is it, Dom? Is it sixty? Sixty, I think. You have to get yeah, so you got to have sixty pound in the credit, and then they pay you on like the twenty first. Yeah. Um, but it just goes back into the hobby. Oh, right. That's yeah. not bad. Not yeah, bad at all. It's not. You're not going to retire on it. That's for sure. No. But it, it's. Um, but I think I do think from you know if you really want to grow the channel, you know Martin's been great at this. Is focusing on one or two things and doing them really well. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that. If you scattergun around the place, then well, we you do. don't do it anywhere near as well, <laughs> which I do all the time. When, um, when, you, when you mention when you mention Wars of the Roses, the first person that comes to your head in wargaming is mine. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what comes to my head mm. if you mention yeah, Wars of the Roses. Yeah, I've, I've I've kind of found that with a new project that I've I'm doing now is that I've got loads and loads of stuff. If I do anything Italian Wars loads, of people are all over it. Um, but with the new project when it first started hardly anything and then it's yeah. slowly building up again it's like oh Ken, well all the Ken's people who subscribe this. to you follow you because of the talent wars and yeah so 
it takes a while for people to switch over. So it's, you know, I think that's that's the nature of it. It's like if you look at your algorithms, you see spikes on certain topics yeah. um, and certain things that you can follow. And you think, well, yeah, if you really wanted to make money or try and make some proper money or increase the scope of the channel, you just go, all right, I'm just going to do that because that's the one that's driving. Just do controversial that's videos. The, yeah. That's missing the point really yeah. for me. It's, it's, I, it's, I've, tri- uh, I've tried with this podcast to get people on who, maybe hadn't necessarily been on a podcast before or mm. um cuz you can um you can have the war games glitter glitterati and get them on and get loads of people in oh it's x y and z um but then when i got nick skinner on from the two fat lardies i deliberately spoke to him about his most unpopular set of rules <laughs> <laughs> but there was a good there was a good reason behind that because it was about world war 1 and mesopotamia and palestine and we both have relatives who fought in that conflict um so yeah. there was a there was a reason why but um yeah <laughs> i i can't see me Selling my soul to the devil and, and growing massive <laughs> channel, uh, not before I get myself into trouble about something anyway. Um, so, um, how then did the your individual channels um, merge and, and form the bastard child that is PCP? <laughs> <laughs> how did two become one? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was Ken's fault, really. Um, it was. I was doing my. How do I make my? How how do I make my channel bigger? So Ken had this massive vision that he was going to be retiring in another couple of years and was going to go professional wargaming channel. Yeah, and so yeah. I think you were reaching out to all sorts of people and saying, "Oh, we should do some kind of you know liaison or coll- collaboration." And uh, he pinged me, and and I, you know, I had been watching some of the videos, so I did know who he was. Yeah. And I thought, Okay, so I remember having a chat with him and saying, "What what the heck are we going to do?" And he said, "Well, we could do a stream." And I went. Well, nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> so, but we decided we'd have it, give it a go. And, um, yeah, that was kind of how it all took off. It, initially, it was just the two of us. Yeah. And then, it, you know, it was a lot of hard work. Just, you know, it was two, I don't know why we set on two hours, but we did. And, yeah. um, and it was like, oh, my goodness, two hours every week trying to do content with just constantly. two of us yeah. was really hard work. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so we so I said, well, come on, you know, just get a couple of other people in. And um, so initially we just had sort of, odd, you know, Leon T66 join. There were a couple of other people came on. Um, and, um, yeah, every time we – no, nobody could commit to doing every Monday night, yeah. even though it was all through the lockdowns. And that was really what started it, right? the lockdowns. Yeah. And, you know, we said well, we can't game face-to-face anymore, so what can we do to sort of bring the community together and have a bit of a laugh? And that was really what started it. And then – I, I, I've been watching Martin's stuff. He'd only, I don't think he'd been started that long. No, because I, I hadn't seen any of his stuff no. at the time. No, so I pinged Ken and said, oh, you know, what about this guy? He looks like he's doing some really... Int- and he was doing different things to us. So that yeah. was the point. You know, at the time, Ken was doing a lot of bolt action. I was doing a lot of Napoleonics. Mm. Um, and then Martin was doing medieval stuff and, and, and Napoleonics as well. And then... And then I and I thought, well, we need someone to do a bit more sort of Second World War y who's good at modelling stuff. And I was watching Steve yeah. um on point HQ. And so I said, What about him? Mm. So we approached them both and they came on just to try it out and, and they never left. We couldn't get rid of them. Yeah, no, yeah, the no. Bad, um, no. like a bad smell. Yeah. Somebody's put a kipper down the back of the um, sofa yeah. and you just can't find it. The smell won't go away. 
They had for a very long time, didn't they? Do you remember? They Martin kept ramming it down our throats that me and Don went on holiday and they had the best viewing numbers <laughs> <laughs> that, that yes. week. He, yes. kept, he was ramming that down our throat for about a year and then we then we did it, didn't we? It was like, and then we, we smashed them again. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was it, really. So um, it was just literally just us having a... So how can we how can we build it? And uh, what, what was the thing? That, what was camp. the thing that made you go from two mates or two people having a chat to two people having a chat and streaming it? What was the what was the drive there? And um, we just never talked, have we? Me and Dom had never talked before. Yeah, we physically no. never talked. The first time we spoke was half an hour before our first stream. Bloody yeah. hell! That was yeah, it. Literally, we we agreed. We we were talking in email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we agreed we would go live on a Monday night, both our channels separately, because we both streamed it at the same time because we didn't know about yeah. all the StreamYard stuff and back that back then. Nope. Um, so we thought we'd stream it both. It would help each other out, might get some different viewers, um, and we would just see, you know, see how it went, mm. and and it worked. <laughs> I, think, I think I even scripted a lot of it initially, yeah. sort of doing questions that we could ask each other. That was it. We used to we used to have Peter Little's question of the week, didn't we? That's right. Ah, yes, I yeah. remember question and, of the week. Yeah, yeah. We used so, to have fact, I, I feel very sorry. I feel very um, sorry for Peter because he he sent me a question for t- yesterday's show, and I oh did he? <laughs> oh, we went dumb. we went so long. Um, we went so long last night that I I forgot to. I didn't forget. Oh, no. We didn't have time to do it, so we'll have to do it next time. Sorry, Peter. Yes, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we did sort of quest- We did script it, but I think it was the COVID thing that really made it happen because mm. you know, literally, yeah. we were just going. Saw nobody, did we? We saw nobody. Nobody was going out meeting anybody anywhere and we just thought this is a good way to to chat and i think that's really what interacting with other war gamers wasn't it yeah. that was the other thing was we obviously when we first started off we might we might have only had like 10 15 people mm. so mm. we could you know we were getting fluid chat going you can watch the original episode you go back and watch yeah it. um but you can <laughs> see the, yeah, yeah you can see you can see you can see the chat and um you know, you can see us replying to mm. as much, near enough replying to everything and mm. every chat. And that's the problem we found now is where we get over a hundred people at an episode, it's really hard to keep up with the chat because it just goes yeah. like this, it goes straight yeah. through. Oh, God. Well, this and you're this like, individual, because I'm obviously I'm in that chat. These these these, yeah. these individual side conversations going on yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it's picking through it when you when you're what when you're streaming, you're like you're looking at it and you're reading it, you're thinking. Why has someone just mentioned a kebab or something yeah. like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's trying to work out what is conversations that everybody else is having as a community amongst themselves, yeah. and yeah. what is it we want to call out? Because I was always, I said to the guys when we were doing it, I said, which was one of the drivers why we we moved from being individually. Because initially, when Martin and Steve joined, we were each doing to each of our own channels. Right, channels. Yeah. yeah. But it, it got to the point where there were so many people in the chat that we couldn't moderate it, and. Mm. And yeah. so we say, well, they're all spread out as well. So each, so this each is, channel had its own chat. Exactly. Yeah, so each channel had its own chat. So people weren't understanding what was going on in my chat to say what was going on in Martin's yeah. chat or what was going on in Dom's chat. Yeah. It was just a bit confusing. Mm. So um, we said, let's bring it all together. One of us host it, in which means somebody week. can moderate it while they're hosting it that week. The others can paint. And it also means we can interact more with the with the audience because if one of us is watching the chat, talking, you know, bringing bits up, you know, because I, I don't know about you. When I sit and watch people's streams, I, what I like is when they do actually talk with the chat. Mm. You know, yeah. they'll bring in comments from people, and you feel like you're involved, mm. even though you're watching. You're involved in it, and that's what I was really keen we did. And 
I think it works really well now, even though, as you say, at times the chat goes absolutely bananas it and you can't keep it. It's really hard to so keep those, um, So on, on your show, you kind of bring some of the chat onto screen. Mm. Is that something yeah. that everyone has control over or is it just the person? Yeah. Yeah. It's not just no, the person. All, all of us. Because right, no. I thought there might be a bit of bullying going on. If, if, oh, if, no. if it was just no, no. you who had the <laughs> control, then no, no, everything no. that was pro-Ken that week would go off. <laughs> yeah. No, there's yeah, never no, anything no, no. pro Ken anyway, so that's no, all fine. There's never pro me, no. It, it, the four of us can do it. Yeah. So, but, but in practice, because one of us is is always, so we try and make sure one of us is watching what's going yeah. on. Whereas yeah. if you look, the rest of us are generally doing some kind of um, yeah. hobby stuff. So we tend to have if our you, heads if down. You see, a bit if, more. You, if you see a comment that's been skipped on purpose because it's taking the piss out of one of yeah, us, yeah, somebody will pick it up. The, uh, someone will pick it up. Someone will find and, it, and yeah. someone will click and go, "Oh, look at this, Dom. Yeah. What's this about <laughs> six mil samurai? Oh, I didn't bring that up, did I? Yeah. <laughs> no." <laughs> You had to go there, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, that's what it's become. It's just been, you know, four of us. As I say, Ken said, I mean, me and Ken met a few times um, when we were able to. He came up here and gamed and um, yeah. and then he joined the club. Um, and then you went to see Martin a couple of times. But up until we did our face-to-face meetup uh, in Derby last year, yeah. you know, Martin and me and Steve had never met. Never no, met never at all. Met. We'd done countless episodes, and you know, consider them really good mates. And I still do, even after the <laughs> after crack on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had a right old laugh, um, and it's just the weirdest thing that we just—he's just four blokes talking about their hobby, having a laugh. Bit like somebody said to me, it's like going down the pub after the game, and you know, the conversation that goes on around the table, and and that's kind of what we try and make it. And, um, but it's it, it's it's yeah. kind of built into um, a decent community as well. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a cult, is the word I like to yeah. use. <laughs> some, some, uh, led by Brother Ken. Yeah. <laughs> some, some people have changed the lettering cult, but uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, Ken, that's one of the things I think has been the most satisfying thing about the whole thing. And it wasn't what we intended. I mean, you know, so Ken and I talked about it and, you know, said given lockdowns, it'd be nice to have some sort of interaction with people. Yeah, we uh, did it originally, wouldn't it? For people that may not have been able to speak to anyone because they didn't, you know, that were self-isolating because they had like health conditions and, you know, they couldn't go out at all um, and, and speak to anybody. And it was just like, that's why we've done it. But it's been um, very satisfying, hasn't it? The, the the kind of feedback we got from people and continue to get. In fact, somebody today pinged me about something and just said, you know, thanks so much for you know the you know it's really brought me out of a dark place. Mm. And I think, yeah. and that makes because I know there's a lot of gamers struggle with mental health problems, mm. and um, a lot of people generally do, but gamers as well. And it's yeah, it's been really quite a sort of. A weird sort of th- um, trade-off from the show, I guess. That wouldn't. We, I don't think we really expected, mm. but just how much people have really enjoyed the community yeah. it's built, the interaction. It was, it was crazy have. at Crackcon, wasn't it? It was oh, crazy at Crackcon. People talking to us and saying thank you for everything, yeah. and you know, and especially at shows as well. You know, me and Martin went to. Uh, um, you warfare. went to salute and we went to warfare. But at warfare, me and Martin were getting stopped every couple yeah. of minutes. Couldn't believe it. We were like. 
In all we're thinking is we're just talking to each other on, <laughs> on the internet. It's just four blokes talking about gaming, and yet, but if people love it, I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah. And, and and the community has been fantastic. I, I absolutely oh, love yeah, the guys man. we have it, in the community. Yeah. Yeah, the regulars we get coming on, watching those who watch the follow up stuff, um, and you know the Facebook members as well. It's just mm. been brilliant. So no, it, it is it is really good. No, I was I was unfortunate in that I was really ill at the start of last year um for yeah. about two or three months and um it was like having four mates around having a chat about wargaming and uh, yeah. i'd be sat on the sofa with um me blanket around me feeling sorry for myself and then, <laughs> and then all right they're all, four idiots it, pop on the screen these <laughs> idiots are on right let's have a laugh and it would get me it would get me painting again so it was it was really yeah. really good and I enjoy um, the 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 banter and the laugh and the joke in there because it, it, yeah. wargaming for some people, like we talked about earlier on with the button counters and uh, etc., can be a very very serious thing, um, yeah. and I don't think it is. But that's that's no, just the way fun. I game. There's nothing wrong with being serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. So no, it, it's 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 definitely filled filled the gap. We do feel quite unique like that, don't we? Is mm. uh, we we do click very well, and it mm. just works. I said a few people have tried similar things, and, and it's never worked. Um, no. It's it's like um, I mean, you might you might not have listened to them, but I do a, like a sub podcast called Brews in the Binyard um, with Alex and Sean, and that mm-hmm. the three of us together works really well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to do like a Christmas and summer special every year with those guys because and you've got that same. Um, mix of personalities that, that, that kind of make it work. Um, so yeah. I think that's the thing. It's the people who are involved, isn't it? It's just you can't you can't force that to happen. It's just no. whether or not it has, to be, na- it has to be natural chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you could all just be sat there with your heads down painting. Yeah, it could be the most boring thing in yeah. the entire world, couldn't it? Just everyone or, yeah. or somebody just, just dominating. Sly, the it's whole just that thing. sly yeah. comment that just yeah. comes out like the six mil samurai with Tom just a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> not mentioning it again of course yeah. <laughs> hunched down going are you using a wet palette you bastard yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just Gosh, yeah. yeah it's just not very entertaining is it but when you bring uh, when you really. so but there's a going back to those early shows um i probably started watching about seven or eight i have to say um wow. and uh, wow yeah you are yeah. you are an original i never really got involved in the chat thing because i never really understood it until recently um but i'm <laughs> I'm on there fairly regularly now. Um, but a couple of things going back to those early episodes. Um, episode one isn't on the um, the replay stuff. And I just, Is it not? No, I, I, no, I don't think it's not on. Oh, you know why? Because it's actually, it's called, a, I think it was called a Monday Night Ramble. Oh, oh right. yes. We used to call them the Rambles, didn't we? Yeah, we Rambling used to call them the Rambles. Yeah. So... I will have I will have a look back because it's definitely on my channel. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. there. Yeah, right. I yeah. will I will make sure it's in there. Um, on my figure to... collection, I've not deleted anything. Everything's still yeah. on the channel. Yeah, everything. Good or bad, I'll, so, I'll have yeah. to look through because I, I keep meaning to go back and update the thumbnails. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, because people are going back now and watching, mm. and I can see they're going back and watching them because the view count's going up. Yeah. On them. So mm. I sh- I will probably yeah. go back and change. The I, I, there was a couple of things before tonight's episode. I just wanted to have a quick check on, um, and I went yeah. back today, and there's a um, somebody's blocked them all together as like season one, season two, 
etc. Yeah, that's uh, a minor. Yeah, yeah, at the start yeah. of season one, there isn't an episode one. So I wondered whether it was that controversial that you'd... you'd... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't missed something, don't worry. <laughs> no, I think we just called, we did call it something different. I think it's Ken's fault that we changed it to the uh, Plastic Crack podcast. Oh, I right. think when we... I think when we changed to doing it as one channel, didn't we? I think that was when we changed the name, or was it before? Yeah, that? yeah, because no, that's it. It was called a hobby talk with Ken and Dom. Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. Ah, there, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. a scintillating title, isn't it? Jeez. Oh my god! I've just clicked the video. My goodness me! <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. on a Skype. They were using Skype then. Wow! Yeah. Wow! wow. How, how technology's. I mean, it always this this always amazes me. Um, the technology we're using now, especially when you know I've spoke to people in South Africa, in uh, mm. America, uh, in Australia, and it's just like a phone call. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Well, that's the other thing with the, with the podcast that constantly amazes me. You know, we get people from Australia, from America, from, you know, all around Europe coming on. It's like, oh, my goodness. It's suddenly, you know, they're, they're as much part of the, the friendship group, if you like, the community that we have. It's 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 bizarre. It's, um, it's, it's one of the lovely things about the community and being able to talk and the sort of, you know, these sort of channels are fantastic for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And just go, just going back to those early episodes as as well. And um, before I ring the police and put a missing person report in, <laughs> um, we 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 all all out in wargaming land want to know what happened to the equivalent of Pete Best, the fifth Beatle. Whatever happened to <laughs> Liam Gumbo Liam? <laughs> oh, Gumbo Liam! Oh, right. No, I haven't. I never. I never. <laughs> I never killed him. Yeah, so well, I was going to say, say <laughs> there's that body shaped box just behind you, Ken. I, I just wondered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 So, so I, I still work with Liam. Yeah. Um, he still work. We still work for the same company. He does a different job yeah. now. Um, but he, he just have he, he had other commitments that he couldn't commit to every Monday. Right. Um, that, that, that was what it was. Is he's got, he, he's got family and. Um, he just couldn't commit to the month. Yeah, geez, the weeks. Yeah, I remember those. The early episodes. Really yeah, because that, that yeah, he yeah, was like in the there. first. I think it's in like the first twelve or something. Like I think that. he was something like um, that. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. And that's always been the biggest yeah. thing. I think was was fun. I say we had Leon T sixty six, and we had a couple of other folks on it, and it was just having people who could commit to doing it on a regular basis and and it was you know if you've got a job that involves shifts or you've got family or what have you it's hard to do that and um... yeah because we we were both on call at the time me and liam and we did different weeks mm. so he he would have been uh, he probably would have got caught he was getting called out more than i was mm. for example on a monday because i still get it now don't i mm. um mm-hmm. that i might disappear because like, if i'm on call mm. um so, he has yeah. done one show from a lay-by in his yes. van. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Dedication to the cause or what, right? Oh, no, yeah. we, we, um, we were just worried about, a little bit worried about Liam and, we, you know, we wanted to make sure that he was all right. Um, no, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. He, he is alive and he is alive and well. Um, so, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, who decided on the the, the two-hour limit? I mean, I know it's not, because I, I thought it might be a, a technical thing or is no. it just a... No, no, we could have kept going. Yeah. Um, we just, we both, we, well, our original ones were two hours, weren't they? Done my thing. Mm, well, um, we started off doing two hours from the beginning. Yeah, I, do, I think, I think, I think it was more the fact I thought I didn't think an hour was enough to mm. really cram 
I thought it felt like it would be too crammed. Mm. I thought anything over two would be too long. It just feels like it's the right sort of time. It's like it's the length mm. of like a feature film. Yeah, people can sit down and watch <laughs> it and enjoy, um, and it gives you enough entertainment, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the, originally the concept was as well that people would sit and paint, mm. would sit and paint and do stuff, and and realistically, you don't tend to get everything out for an hour's painting, do you? you tend mm. to do a couple of hours as a stretch, um, most people anyway. Um, so I don't know, just two hours seemed right. At times I remember thinking, geez, how the hell are we going to fill two hours with this? And nowadays you, you, we do them, and like last night when a two hours, we could have gone two hours, three hours quite easily last night. Yeah. Sometimes it just flows. Yeah, I've, 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 not, not that I'm picking on you guys, but recently they have started to like drift Two ten, two fifteen. I know, I know. Last night I was uh, disgraceful, wasn't it? I was, it was. No. We went two hours eight, I think. Oh, I know. It was dear, oh dear, Dom. It's, it, yes. I know. I was, and I was driving. It was my fault last night. So it, it just sometimes. I mean, it's funny because you'll find it as well, Kendra. I'm sure you, you have your things you want to get in. So yeah. we have our, you know, kind of update on what we've been doing for the week. Mm. Um, a little bit of banter about some of the stuff we've been up to and what have you. Then we'll say hello to the folks in the chat, which can take quite yeah. a long time these days. Um, and then we'll talk about whatever the theme of the week is, if we, if somebody's had the chance to think of one. And then, you know, then we'll do a bit of news. Then we'll do looking at some of the punters' pictures, which mm. is brilliant. Yeah. Some of the work people put up on the Facebook is brilliant. And, you know, in between that, with all the other banter that's gone on, generally... We've hit two hours quite easily. Yeah. It's just gone by in a blur. It, it does. It just flies by. I mean, it's like us chatting. Us yeah. chatting now. We're two hours eight into this, mm. and we're just chatting away. And yeah. I think, I think certainly with my podcast, um, having two people on makes a, a difference because you've got the sections where, like the quiz, where you, you're doing two answers and stuff like that. So it does extend it. Um, I'm not bothered. Because uh, most yeah. people, most of the feedback that I get from people, I've had a few who go, "Oh, it's bloody ridiculous! Um, it should be half an hour and no more." Yeah, um, and you can't, you barely get going. Yeah. Then. yeah. Whereas, whereas most people are, are more than happy, um, and will because I, I break it down in sections. People will listen to. Right, I know. That, I know the first bit's going to be quite long. I know the middle bits are relatively mm-hmm. short, and the end's going to be quite long. So they might listen to the first part and the second part, and then yeah, do it that way. Listen to do it again. It, do it that way. Yeah, I've just just for you. I've gone on and I found the original first episode, oh. and it's now it's now in the uh, the stream list. Um, Dom, you're going to have to I'm go not. on your channel because it's actually from Dom's channel. Ah, right. I couldn't oh, find yeah. it on mine. <clears throat> cool. It's called Fool's Gassing, episode one Q&A. Fool's Gassing. Uh, and it like starts it. at about 15 minutes. So you're going to have to go on that video, edit out the first 15 minutes. Because <laughs> it's just you setting up the stream. <laughs> <laughs> you, all you see is the professional standards of Dom with his page. Uh, How does this work? Uh, God. Well, I was. This is this, one of the questions I was going to talk about, and you've just brought it up there. Really, is some of those really early episodes. There's a lot of bits at the start with Ken kind of looking at the screen, sort of half blank, and then, um, are we on? Yeah. Are we on? Are we starting? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Well, part of that was just the technology. We just, yeah, you know, we it was just what we were using. It. Yeah, we, were we using needed to OBS make, we had to, and yeah, we had Discord to make sure people could this. hear us in the chat because yeah. we were having mic difficulties yeah. and things like that with OBS, like nightmare. Dom was saying. 
Oh god, I don't even want to think about it now. Some of those, I've just yeah, I've just clicked on that video, and you're yeah. right, it's horrible. Yeah, you have to just but go yeah, and edit out the first I'll fifteen have to edit minutes. The whole thing out, but it, yeah. it it was it was, but that was part of the the game of learning it, right? And I think you know we we're certainly not slick. That's absolutely sure. We're but getting better. The, we're definitely I would getting say better. We are it. definitely getting better. <laughs> our our um, our, uh, our video production intros values. and stuff like that. Yeah, oh yeah. They've definitely got better. Yeah. But um, do you know if if we went really slick, I think that would miss the point because yeah. it's yeah. it's just four blokes just having a laugh. So I yeah. think we get it. To, I wouldn't want to go. Not that I think we're any of us capable of doing it. Well, maybe Ken is quite technical. Mm. Um, could ever get to the point where it's really really mm. slick. I think. Um, I think it's just. But we we definitely improved. But a lot of that is using. I'm comfortable where we are now. I'm yeah, definitely comfortable. <laughs> where, where we are now, I'm very much comfortable with what we're yeah. at. Um, and, introducing yeah. new new bits and bobs every now and then is okay. And the it's always been, um, as far as I'm aware, it's always been a live format rather than like this that's yes. recorded and and I do minimal edit, editing, but I add bits in and introductions, etc. Um, is that conscious decision at the start, and that's something you're going to stick with? True, true, truthfully, why we do it? Laziness. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah that's exactly it. That's we haven't got it. we. It's a it's a free video once every four weeks, and we don't have to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. That's exactly no. the reason. Yeah, no, I could. Yeah. I, I, could uh, I wish I could say there was some science behind it, Ken, but it's no. just the way lazy. Yeah, yeah, we just, yeah. <laughs> some of the some of the episodes I do um, could take you know four or five hours to edit. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. This this yeah. Zencaster that I'm using now has individual channels for each person, um, so it's just so much easier to to edit than before. You know, if yeah. somebody's typing away in the background or having a drink, you can just silence that bit. Silence uh, it out. It's yeah, so much easier to do than, than when it's one yeah. single channel. Um, so who? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the good thing about being live, though, is it does mean we can get that interaction with people immediately yeah. on the chat, which I think. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. It is the chat. The chat is. Oh, I'd love it. I do yeah. love the chat. Yeah, me so, too. There's a, co- the there's a couple of the yeah, There's out. a couple of guests I've had who've, who've said things, not not rude or anything like that, but quite controversial about other people yeah. in the hobby. And if it had been live, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah, be a knock yeah. on the door, and it'll be go, oh, Mr. Riley. Would you like this uh, you, court papers? Yeah, do you know, I, I, yeah. I tell you, I tell you what else is quite good actually is when we have guests on mm. and we're live. So like we've got the Perry's, yeah, on, um, or we've got I don't know, um, we've Rich. had um, yeah, Rich the Lardies mm. on. When they say something, they can't take it back. Yeah. <laughs> no. So if someone asks them a question and they they shouldn't have actually mentioned something that they've given away, like. Uh, their, their next project that they're going to be doing and everyone's found mm. out that's it it's out there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so it's uh, it, it, it does have its benefits as yeah. well I can, yeah i can imagine so those those guests that you've you've had on uh, is that something you're gonna because it's not a weekly thing is it it's every now and again no. um yeah. is that something you're planning to to do in the future yeah definitely yeah it's always been just i think we just wanted to freshen it up from time to time just so that we could have but i you know the fundamentally it's just the four of us chatting Mm. about our hobby so if we had it every week i think it would change the nature of the the whole thing but having people on occasionally just to provide a different insight into what's going on i think i i to be honest we do it as much because we enjoy it 
and and yeah. that's always been fundamentally a lot of what we do with the mm. with the podcast is what would we enjoy. So you know we've had yeah. um, um, Harry Sidebottom on, for instance, for the author Just, on for it. an it author, absolutely yeah. fantastic to hear him talk about because he's a passionate. He's obviously he's a historian, but he's also a, a gamer. Yeah. Um, you know we had the Perrys on a couple of times. We had Rich on. We've had Edge on the, again, aren't they? We got we got yeah, to get them back we, on. We need to get them on again. You know we've yeah. had um, Mel the train tutor. We've, yeah. You know, so we have a range of different people that we just think you know would be great it's much we've had the, other mini manufacturers as well haven't we had offensive Daddy, miniatures, offensive miniatures yeah, on. early on early yeah, on i remember yeah, offensive yeah. Miniatures. very early on we had him on dave yeah. um so we had um oh men who can be not men who can be uh, for the strongest simon oh simon yeah, miller was on yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Was so on. We, we've had a different range of people and it's been nice um and it's, uh, but I wouldn't want, yeah, this year, I think certainly when we were, Martin and I were wandering around Salute um, back in November or whenever it was, um, and there were a couple of people we chatted to there and said, would you be happy to come on? And they said, yes. So there will be a couple of guests coming on this year for sure. Because you've, you've, you've we just started a new thing. year, haven't we? And you've, you've declared yeah. it season three. Season uh, three. Season three. Yeah. Is, is it, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with the, with the, show as it is but is there any plans for changes in for season three? Ooh, no we haven't really discussed, discussed any changes <laughs> no no we've just kind of nailed it down to what it is at the moment yeah. um the format seems to work um the the thing with the guests is one we might not have a guest for say two months and then we might have three guests in a row mm. um it just works around their schedule as well as ours there's no fixed thing for guests we've never had that no yeah. So like once no. every four weeks is going to be the guests are when the guests come on. No, I think I think we're quite happy with where we're at at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm sure I'm sure saying that now we'll introduce we'll a new set, in, introduce a new <laughs> section or something like that it's, into it. It's hard to think of what else we would do differently. Yeah. To I mean, you never say never. I like but, I liked uh, I liked what you did with your quiz. That was yeah. very that was that was quite cool. I, I did enjoy that. We did Martin does his uh, he mentioned he did a like, yearly quiz, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, quit. Yeah, I do like I do like a good quiz yeah. every now and then. So. I mean the, the the thing with the quiz is it gets you to talk about twenty topics really quickly. Yeah. Um yeah. and have a laugh and a joke yeah. about it. Some some oh, yeah. people have got very, very upset about some of those questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think some people are gonna be very upset about my gravy incident. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be happy. What is that southerner going on about? Oh, yeah. Southerner not like gravy. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, every, anyone north of Winchester's northern to yeah. me, so yeah. it's uh... yeah, that's true that. We, we, I, I always say south of Sheffield is um, is south. Jeez Louise. So, uh, well then, I'm very south. Well then, well then Scottish people come on and call me a southerner and it's where you go isn't it so there's a couple of little bits just to just to finish before we finish off um and i was just going to talk about um the facebook group um yeah that's growing and growing and growing isn't it i mean i i remember when it when i kind of joined there was like it's 80 100 people on it maybe and yeah. you're up to 400 450 oh god what are we now? now yeah, yeah. 450 yeah crazy absolutely crazy um yeah i i yeah <laughs> it's uh it's so um, how, how it, long after it, the podcast started did the facebook group start uh, it's about a year wasn't it, I think it, it well, the only reason we started the facebook group was for crack yeah that was the only reason we started it. 
um, was uh, because of Crackcon. And um, I can't remember the background to it. I think. I yeah, yeah, because yeah, we needed somewhere for right. everybody to congregate mm. to give out information for. Um, mm. And uh, so, yeah, it's been about a year now. I think mm. it's been around. But once again, that's got a really good community feel on there. There's, yes, uh, it's. Uh, we've not had. We do we've watch not had it. any. Um, nope. We did once, and it got very close uh, to uh, to a, yeah. to a yeah, band hammer coming yeah. down. Um, very very close, but that person uh, was had had a word said, right. and that person is still part of the community and understands now yeah. that it's uh, what they did was not really in line mm. with the group. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, that's good. Because it is, it is, it, it's good to have positive places about the hobby on the internet that you know you can go to yeah. it and I know I can post stuff on there and I'm yeah. not going to get people saying, no. well, you haven't done this with the uniforms. And you no. No. It's the only place you can go where you get a badger. Uh, you get a like a root vegetable with Napoleonic. What is uh, going on with get... that turnip stuff? Oh, oh Steve, 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 Steve. The uh, the the root vegetables or the plastic crap podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he loves yeah. it. Oh, he's on it. He's he's uh, he, yeah. He, he, Steve will turn up anything. He'll turn anything into a root vegetable. Yeah, it, um, it's uh, a very strange thing. And I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you thing. saw the uh, Yorkshire Gamers War Gaming Rules for Life. Um, mm. So uh, it's what, definitely in category four. Category one. four is no weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> number one is one period one scale uh number number yeah. two is stop fucking about and paint it uh number mm-hmm. three is never rebase and number four is no weird shit um yeah. and that is turnip it's it just, so anti-rule four yeah it's just unbelievable. to just yeah, just to put it out there, he's now going on about turniping a gingerbread man. Oh my god! I'm just god. looking on the Facebook group, oh um, and so 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 everything's acceptable on our Facebook yeah. page. You, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't matter Even if you're a day one painter or yeah. <laughs> but we have we have some really really fantastic painters, and then we have some complete beginners, yeah. and and that's but they're they're treated equally. Yeah. Also, and I, I I do think a lot of it's self policed. Yeah. I, I think the guys do a fantastic job, guys and girls. Yeah. We do have some yeah. ladies on there as well. Um, and I think they, they generally self-police. As Ken said, I think we got close once so having to be a bit hard. And actually, we just mentioned something to him in the show like, and actually, mm. it's so still there. Done and, and it's never been a problem again. So yeah. hopefully that pleased. continues. Because I, yeah, I take part in a thing called the Analog Hobbies Winter Paint Challenge. Mm, um, yeah. And somebody's put some turnip stuff up in there. So there's, so there's more than there's more than Steve that's doing it. And it's, a, it's an infection. It's it's it's, it's, it's a virus. 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 I was going to say, is places. this the fifth wave of COVID? Yeah, it's turnip. Omnicron then turnip. Yeah, I'll tell you what else. Do you know? Do you know what else is just kicking off tonight on that Facebook group? We we've now got a blood bowl team apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> someone's done a blood bowl team of us. Uh, Dom, Steve, and mine are all these massive ogre yeah. things, there, and they look they look quite similar. And then apparently, I am all the little grots, so they're all called Ken, oh. <laughs> and then they're, they're throwing them all about. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to check it out. It's proper, funny. I'll oh, go on funny. there. A proper bit of bullying going on. Very funny. Do you, uh, Very you funny. guys are both on Instagram, aren't you? I think I've seen you on there. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, on Instagram. I, I haven't posted on there in a while, yeah, but yes. And, but and then do you do Twitter or anything else like that? 
No, Stee is the Twitter man. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Stee on there a couple of times. Uh, yeah. No, I kind of uh, I used to do a lot of Twitter for work and stuff, and I just lost interest in it. It's full of idiots. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry, Stee. It's well, it's it's another one of those places that if you stay within the very tight historical wargaming yes. community, it's very yes. very good. If you step outside, even slightly. You're in a danger. Um, but there's a, there's a bit of a worrying thing on at the moment where if you pay, post anything German, World War Two German, loads of people just go at you for being a, being a Nazi, and it's just like, no, no, no I'm just painting a pit tank. It's just not. Yeah. So um, it's yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of turning <laughs> a little bit on there. But I, I I just stay out of it and don't answer anything like that. Yeah. Um, so the final thing I want to talk about before we, we wrap up for the evening is 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 the latest mega war game show that is Crackcom. Um, and, <laughs> God, yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this kind of felt to me uh, as a regular watcher of, of PCP that you were just having a joke about it to start with. And, yeah. it, it, <laughs> and it kind of got out of hand that it was like, oh shit, we're gonna have to do this. Yep. We 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 were speaking about it off air, completely off air, and then accidentally I think I don't I think it was me I mentioned yes, it. It was you. Uh and that was it. As soon as people heard about it, they were like, "Well, we could come and have a game if, yeah. you, if you want." When's it happening? Where is when's it? Happening? it where, where's it? When? Like... Where? And we and then we were like for weeks and weeks. We were like, "Oh, we might do it." And then one day, I think we all got together at the end of a stream. Martin went, we "Should do it, shouldn't we?" And we were like, "Yeah, go on then." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that simple. That scientific. It was just like. Yeah, my oh, God! Right, let's it was, do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So how how um, how how much organising did it take from start? Because I mean, quite yeah, I've been I've been involved um, not so much as, as much now as I used to be, but in in the organisation of Fiasco, which is the war game show up mm. in Leeds that's, that's now at the Royal Armouries, um, yeah. and there's a lot involved. So yeah. how? Because yeah. you you think... we, you've kind of gone. So that show's been going since the seventies. So you can mm. as you join in Leeds War Games Club, you kind of you're in a, a hamster wheel that just keeps turning. Uh, yeah. Whereas you guys have have started from scratch. So uh, how difficult was we that? Had, <laughs> we we each had little jobs, didn't we? We all yeah, got we all we delegated things. We yeah. all split up split up the things. So obviously, I was there on procurement. Oh, very good. So yeah, I, 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 was, I, I was I was I was. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, I I literally emailed. Um, Do you remember the A team? Yeah, yeah. He was, I, the, he was the one that got all this stuff. Fifty. I think I emailed. <laughs> I think I emailed up to a hundred different manufacturers and hobby people. Yeah. Um, and asked if we could have anything for our prize giveaway. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize at the time, but everyone kept coming up to us and saying, "We have never seen a war games raffle like yours." <laughs> we were like, we were like. It, it was one of those things. There was like it was like forty prizes, brilliant, um, yeah. that you that you could have. And it's like me and Martin only really realised when we went to Warfare and we saw their prize table and it's like three things. And we were like, we were like, Oops. this is Warfare, yeah. And we were like, literally, it was just full. And everyone got a goodie bag um, yeah. that came. So I don't yeah, know if like you know, a party bag yeah. everyone went away with. It, but it I was. Think we, we all split things up quite nicely between us, and I think. Yeah. Also, we have to say that uh, Martin's wife Haley, Haley, yeah, um, Haley, Haley, the Excel God, because none of us could organise a piss up yeah, in a yeah. brewery, frankly. 
Um, yeah. But she's phenomenally well organized. So she has oh, yeah. spreadsheets going and all sorts of Hayley, things. Hayley's which, naughty. Uh, she loves she loves an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, she loves it. I think I think she loves it more than mine. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you. Um, so I, I do think Haley was probably the one person that made sure it did actually happen. Yeah, she um, was the glue. You know, Martin got the, the venue. I did the ticketing. Um, what does Steve do? <laughs> I don't know. Steve <laughs> did his usual thing of keep quiet yeah. and uh, be quiet. Take, take, <laughs> take some turnip stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, yeah. he was the glamorous bit. So, where did it get held? Where did it end up being held? Derby. Derby. It was in Derby. Derby, yeah. So, was it- um, Boards and Swords was the, uh, was the shop up there. Oh, right, and yeah. um, we just, it was funny because we were looking into where we should hold it. And, and of course, the, the people who were saying they were coming were coming from all over mm. the country. And in fact, at one point, people were coming from other parts of the world for it, which yeah. was yes. scary. Some, some um, was coming from France, which was somebody was coming crazy. from France. Oh, that like Leslie? came from Scotland. Yeah, yeah, Leslie was thinking. No, it wasn't actually. Was no, it, it wasn't Leslie. No, 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 it was somebody else. But anyway, we, so um, and we thought, well, we'll do something central. So we were looking sort of a central zone. I can't remember how Martin found Boards and Swords, but he did, mm. and and they were so accommodating and so helpful. Oh yeah, um, and it was kind of insurance it, reasons uh, as well. Yeah, because so, yeah. like, when we looked into it, I thought, oh, God, if we go and if we hire our own venue, we'll have to get insurance. We'll have mm. to do. You know, how do we manage people coming in and not coming in? And then they said, oh, you know, for quite a reasonable rate, mm. you can use the shop. Mm. And they host competitions and games and stuff there yeah. all the time. So it was it was easy. Um, and uh, even got teas and coffees <laughs> to oh, the day. Great. And provided pizzas at lunchtime oh, and all this kind of stuff. Lovely. So so it was, it was a really good, it was a really good venue. And I think if and when we do another one. I was going to say, that's the, that's we'll the next question. What, what's, is it going to be a regular yeah, thing? It, Yes, I suspect it will happen again. Yeah, in fact, we, it will we have. Again yeah, we haven't just we haven't managed to nail down a date yet. Um, no, it probably it will happen again this year. We're just not sure when it, and it's going to be the same venue again. But yeah, we're we'll we'll probably the same get, place. we're going to have the whole shop this time, though. That's the difference. Oh right, so, so you did you didn't have the entire area. We had most of it. Mm. We had most of it. There was another tournament going. Well, there was a tournament going on at the time um, mm. that had the smaller area that was upstairs. Um, but yeah, I think that this time he said. Floor. Which this time he said, it, I think he said he will shut his shop. Yeah, he did. Good lad. Yeah, so, good lad. Well, that so means he must great. be doing something right and getting people through the door, which is brilliant to hear. Yeah. Um, so... yeah I think he enjoyed having historical gamers in his shop. <laughs> yeah, he did, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <really>. He was <laughs> quite pleased. Fantastic. Well, that's kind of going to bring us to a, an end of our chat for this evening. And, and traditionally on the show, um, I get... I'll give people the chance to ask me a question because I've been asking them questions for two and a half hours. Um, so, um, Ken, did you have a, a question for me before we finish? Yeah, yeah. If you could uh, give somebody like myself um, or anybody out there a tip for painting um, to your standard, what would it be? <laughs> Other than stop fucking about and painting. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, have to, I have to say that that is that is my tip in that a, a lot of people will try so many different techniques out on so many different figures um yeah. and it just draws people down this line where because I, I said it in a, in one of the other podcasts somebody came to me and they said ken ken i've been watching these videos on on youtube and they're telling me to walk me paints down and they're telling me to put this medium in and they're telling me to use thin light coats and i'm doing five light coats on the um 
on the figure and then I'm, I'm putting a wash on and then I'm doing a dry brush and then I'm doing some wet palette work and I'm doing this. Why is it taking me so long to paint with figures? And it's like, stop fucking about and paint it. <laughs> <laughs> so I slight change on what Kev Dallimore does in that I build my colours up with different shades, but I do it quite... If you watch, there's a couple of my... I've done a couple of painting tutorials, um, and the one on the Republican Romans or the uh, Carthaginians is the one to watch. And I do a thing called Drag Brush, which which sounds like a, a TV show. It's You've heard of Dry Brush, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. It's like that, but the, 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 the brush is getting... Each time, each stage you do you have less paint on and you put it onto the figure of less strength, if you like. So, you've, okay, so you're yeah. building up your layers rather than carefully building up each layer, each layer, each layer with your wet palette and your different colour. I'll have four or five and different colours. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. I'll get me, I'll get me 97 foot pro art brush undercoat and then, really heavy on it so it's virtually covered everything but you can still see a bit of the undercoat next one i'll get a slightly lighter brush slightly less figure on the paint again and if you watch me doing it on the thing i'm not even looking at it mm. <laughs> just crack it yeah up. and then if you do that four or five times you look at your figure and you go okay that's all right like. <laughs> <laughs> and then put the um, what do they say? Faces, bases, and flags. Mm. They're the things. They're the yeah. things to spend the time on. And I've, I've, I now started to wear uh, these magnifying glasses for faces, um, just to get them absolutely spot on, um, because that's what that's what your eyes drawn to. So um, painting batches as well. That's my other big, big thing. If I'm doing a, a pipe block, I'll paint a base at a time, which is eight figures or six to eight figures. And then you yeah. can put them on. Um, I put a picture up tonight of the latest unit of Zouaves I'm doing, and I paint a base at a time. And that sense of, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, and yeah, you can see yeah, the base yeah, filling yeah. up. So um, trying to develop, try and develop a technique that is quick rather than um, the wet palette thing, which just, it, it makes you spend so much time going between layers of colour, um, which is yeah. great if you're doing a um, Chaplin Librarian Templar thing that you've just spent 30 quid on. But if you're doing 36-figure Napoleonic unit, then you're going to be there forever, aren't you? So yeah, so, so that's that, that's what I'd say. So, uh, Dom? Um, how about Skirmish Gaming? Would you have you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should just be kicked off, Dom. <laughs> I just I just have to. I hope that gave me an extra out. ten points on the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 the two yeah. fingers there was a little yeah. bit. Rough. I, I'll, I did mention this when I spoke to Alex like last week, last time, but I'll, I'll say it again. Um, the reason I don't do skirmish gaming is because I get bored. So if I'm doing a project, um, I'm planning for. I look at five hundred figures for me to start gaming with it. Um, so the stuff that I'm doing at the moment, that's not going to get gamed with until August, September time, maybe when mm. I get to 500 yeah. figures and that drives me on to paint those figures. If I'm doing a skirmish yeah. game that has got 10 figures, I've painted it on Thursday afternoon. 
and that's it. I, what, yeah, what, am I do, what am I doing? Uh, I've finished. And um, going back to the very start of the podcast when we talked about the Venn diagram of wargaming, mm-hmm. I'm a painter collector. I'm not that bothered about the gaming. Mm. So if mm. if I've finished my skirmish army, it'll just sit in a box. So the ones I've got one skirmish thing that I do, and that's the Sweeney. Um, and what keeps me going with that is is the terrain because I've I've found model railways the O-gauge model railway buildings that you can buy in card that are yep. just absolutely out of this world. The Met card Yeah, case, they're absolutely yeah. amazing. There's a guy called Purple Bob's Hobbies, and he does the most amazing O-gauge buildings. And they take days to build. Um, but mm. that keeps me going in that skirmish game because I finish painting those figures. So that's it, Dom. I, yeah. I get bored with it. Man. That's that's the problem. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I just thought, given it was a big game, I'd ask that one. No worries. Uh... No worries at all. Um, so um, that just leaves me to say thank you very much for taking your time this evening, guys. And uh, if you'd just like to say good night to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for having good us night, on, everyone. Yeah. Good Lovely. night. Good night. Thanks for thanks for having us. It's been Cheers. fun. Well, that was a lovely interview there with Ken and Dom from the Plastic Crack podcast. And if you're not already a fan of that podcast, um, it's uh, it, it doesn't come out on audio. It's done uh, live, as we discussed during the course of the interview, uh, on a Monday night at 8 o'clock, um, usually a couple of hours or just over, and um, it's then recorded and left for posterity if you want to watch it on uh, catch-up uh, a couple of days later or at your convenience. But I recommend you get down and watch it. It's uh, really, really good. And if you can uh, take part in live and join in the um, chat, um, it's uh, it's a good bit of entertainment for a Monday night. If you just go on to YouTube and type in Plastic Crack Podcast and look for the live event, uh, there's usually it's usually up a day or so beforehand and you can just sit and wait for it to uh, start. Um, if you do watch that already, then you'll probably know that there's a, another couple of regular guests or regular people on uh, the Plastic Crack podcast, and uh, you heard the names mentioned in the interview with Dom and Ken, and of course that's uh, Steve and Martin, and uh, hopefully um, the guys, uh, I'll do another one, uh, like a Plastic Crack Part 2, uh, later on in the year, and um, have Martin and Steve on, and we can have a chat with them um, about all things Plastic Podcast from uh, their uh, perspective. We've run over quite a bit tonight, um, two and a half hours rather than two hours that I normally go for. Um, But as I said, during the course of the interview, having two people on extends the time with the questions, etc. So uh, I hope you're still here. I hope you're still enjoying it. Um, It was an extremely uh, funny interview uh, with Dom and Ken. January 2022 was the first month of the new intended schedule of second and fifth Fridays of the month and I missed the second Friday. Um, Fortunately uh, work got in the way again and this is being released on the third Friday of January and there'll just be one episode this month. And in fact, um, one episode for the next two months um, just happens that uh, the way the calendar's worked out this year, there's only four Fridays in January, February and March. Um, So uh, we will be back in February, hopefully on the second Friday, 
maybe the third. And uh, next month's guest is, and I'm really excited about this, it's going to be uh, Jerry Elliott. And uh, you will have heard that name before if you've listened to this podcast for a while. And Jerry was one of the people who was involved in the Wargames Holiday Centre up at Scarborough after Peter Gilder had it. And it's going to be really nice talking to Jerry and uh, about the past, about his time with the War Games Holiday Centre, but also about the present because Jerry's uh, he's got his own fantastic setup with some absolutely massive tables and massive armies um, that uh, we're going to talk about in the next episode. So I'm looking forward to that. And until then, see you.